Seltzer Kings Podcasts. What the hell are you thinking is the show that talks about everything you thought you knew? I mean, well, not everything. We, we don't do math. But the kind of things that make the world the way it is today. Confusing, annoying, contradictory, and often extremely stupid. Join host Dave Bledsoe as he explores the past 50 years or so and explains how dumb things were then and why they're even dumber now because those things happen. You can listen every Monday morning at whatthehellpodcast.com or on your favorite podcast app. Are you looking for somebody? I was looking for you, actually. Why? Am I in trouble or something? Because if I am, I didn't do it. <laughs> no, you're not in trouble. I am. I'm years late. You should have been taught, prepared. But I wasn't certain until just now that it was you. What are you talking about? I'm saying that I've been searching everywhere for you, Buffy. Why? To bring you your birthright. My birthright? Is that like a trust fund or something? Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Boys Watching Buffy. We're just two boys watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and giving our thoughts, our reviews, our reactions. We're your hosts. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we have an extra special guest podcaster on here with us. Uh, Everyone give it up for this amazing actress, musical improviser, and avid Philadelphia fan, Johnny Walsh. Johnny, welcome to the show. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. And today we're doing a little something different. We're not doing a review of the episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We're dropping a little hot bonus content on you. We're reviewing and talking about the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie from 1992. It was released on July 31st, 1982, 86 minutes long. Uh, budget of seven million in the box right? office. Did you say eighty-two? Nineteen, nineteen ninety. Did I say eighty-two? I, I thought Am I, I wasted that. right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ninety-two, ninety-two. Uh, got a box office of sixteen point six million dollars. So not the greatest success, but not a failure. But uh, a lot of mixed <laughs> reviews on this one. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, you know, let's have our guest Johnny. Would. What did you, what's your initial thoughts on this? Uh, you know, first, what's your experience with Buffy in general before you give your thoughts? Yeah, have you yeah. watched the series? I have watched the series. It's been a really long time, um, but I was a really big fan, uh, especially of Spike. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. Not not Team Angel, Team Spike right here. Um, <laughs> we have not have uh, given our final <laughs> We haven't given out final opinions on that yet. We're still, uh, yeah. we just finished cool, season cool, three. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. No spoilers, you guys. I just, James Marcer is so handsome and such a bad boy uh, that he stole my heart <laughs> when I was too young to be watching Buffy. So perfect. <laughs> um, this movie was shorter than I thought it would be. Uh, I thought it moved really quickly. I thought that 
mm-hmm. like a big thing I had with it was like the transitions were like nuts. Like they're like weren't transitions. Sometimes <laughs> it was just like jump to the next scene and it was like five days later. And I was like, what is happening? Um, yeah. And I like I, de- I definitely saw this movie when I was young. So it wasn't my first time seeing it. But I told Vance, I was like, there was only like two things I really remembered. And that was like the yellow jacket. And then there's like one vampire who kind of like raises his hand in the air and like kind of like Ooga Booga's Buffy. And I remember as a kid being like, is she really in danger? So I was like kind of all I remembered. And I was very happy to realize that both of those things were actually in the movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And I didn't just like make it up as a kid. Uh, But man, whereas like I loved this movie when I was young, watching it as an adult, I was like, oh, why did I love this? Was it because (laughs) I was a kid? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that being said, like I still enjoyed it. But now I think I enjoyed it because it was like nostalgic to me, not necessarily Mm. because it was like fantastic cinema. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I liked it. it. Yeah. I I also feel like it's it was weird for me to because my first exposure to Buffy was like doing this podcast and watching Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And then so going back and watching this, it felt weird and wrong. I was it was kind of like an anchorman when uh, Veronica Corningstone starts to do the news and Brick Tamlin's like, you're not Ron. I was watching this movie like <laughs> you're not Buffy. Like, <laughs> this isn't the Buffy that I know. Get out of here, you fraud. <laughs> it was it was weird. And some of the the differences from the show into the movie are are very intense. And I was a little thrown off by uh, some of the inconsistencies, I guess. Um, yeah, you hadn't seen this before, right, Joe? This no. is your first time. Like I've seen, I saw this when I was younger, also, and I was happy that some of the stuff that I had seen or remembered was in it. I was like, oh, I remember her catching a knife. I think that was yeah. like in a trailer, maybe, and just a couple other things. Where I was like, oh yeah, that did happen, um, but I don't remember a lot of the movie. <laughs> um, and I'll say this movie. My initial thought is this a tonal mess. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, it is like the Buffy show. And a lot of it's because Whedon got rewritten and Mm. like they tried to change stuff and you really notice it, especially towards the end. But the Mm. thing that makes Buffy the show work is that they balance the tone where it's like serious and campy and silly, but you care about what's happening, but you can also have fun with it. And this one was like, no, none of it matters, but it does, but it doesn't. (laughs) And I don't know. It just was all over the place. And I want to talk about the score, too. At some point, because <laughs> my goodness, it is all over the place. Yeah, I mean, also go, going off of like what Johnny said, this is a pretty short movie. It's 86 minutes long. When I saw that, I was like, oh, OK, this will be like an easy watch. But it just moves so fast. And like, I didn't feel like I had enough of a built up care about anybody. in it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and we're guess, already at the scene where they, they're fighting with each other and they don't like each other. She's quitting already? All right. Yeah. yeah it's very much. Like, maybe it's because I'm used to the spaced out nature of the show. Yeah, but like yeah. this felt like, bam, bam, bam. This happens. Oh, guess what? She's training. Oh, she's already like a serial <laughs> vampire. Whoa, dude. What yeah. the? <laughs> also, I was like blown away by the cast of it. Yes. Like people would show up and I was like, holy shit that's donald sutherland playing merrick like the giles character yeah yeah i was like 
how did they get Donald Sutherland to do this movie? And then, what? like, I get, I mean, like, I have no idea, <laughs> first should of all. We, should we go through the list of Academy Award winning actors that are in this right, movie? Right, dude. Well, I had to pause it and be like, is that fucking Ben Affleck in this mm-hmm. movie? Yes. Wait, <laughs> like, Wait I, will, I will do you one better. I was watching it last night and she is uncredited. But yep. when we first meet Benny and Pike, the waitress, Charlotte, is Ricky Lake. Yeah. She like gives him the soda and I look or the coffee is in the hot dog and I look at her and I'm like, is that Ricky Lake? I had to like pause it and look it up. And I was like, oh, my God, it's it's Miss Hairspray herself. Like Ricky Lake yeah. is in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The craziest thing about that is she says her character's name as if she's going to return in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like she's like, I'm Charlotte, the waitress. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, let's go through the, the cast. So as Buffy Summers... Uh, we have Christy Swanson, mm-hmm. who this was like kind of her big quote unquote breakout role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have Luke Perry as Oliver Pike, who is kind of a, the love interest. Uh, doesn't appear in the show at all, really. Uh, Rutger Hauer as R- Lothos. Rutger Hauer. R- Rutger Hauer. Who's uh, <laughs> famous for the Ridley Scott movie. Uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank of it. They remade it recently. Is he? That's Lothos. Yeah, Lothos. Lothos. He was in. He was in the original Blade Runner. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, Blade Runner. He was like he's the main character, main villain in Blade Runner. Like he's he was basically like the the villain of like the Mm eighties, like Mm -hmm. a big time. Because I like I'm like who is it? I only know him as Lothos. Like I've seen those movies, but I haven't seen them in a long time. So whenever he pops up, I'm like, oh my god. That's Lothos from Buffy. And like all my friends are like, why is that the reference? I'm like, I don't know, you guys. It just is. He's also in a movie called Hobo with a Shotgun. That movie's fantastic. He's the the hobo with the shotgun. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, Then, of course, we got Donald Sutherland as Merrick, who is uh, Buffy's watcher. Paul Rubens, who I I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, Pee Wee's in this. (laughs) As Amelin. Uh and then randomly just like Hillary Swank, isn't it? This was her debut yeah. as a, in a, like a major feature film. Um, David Arquette's in it. We've got a bunch of like I don't know who. I, okay, the principal is Stephen Root, who you would yes. know from yeah, like from uh, Barry Office Space. Right now. Yeah, and oh, yeah. Barry. So and I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked when I was watching the credits, and Candy Clark got like her own separate billing. I wrote that down. And I was like, is she, was she like the fucking, the shit back then? Because I, I didn't realize that that would be like a separate billing. I feel like Donald Sutherland would have been a more famous actor. And Candy Clark is, plays Buffy's mom who has like maybe three to four lines in the whole movie. Yeah. And she gets a separate title billing. And I went to IMDb afterwards. I was like, did she pass away during the filming of this? No, she's still alive. Yeah. So I don't, I have no idea how she got separate credit. Like, I was like, is alphabetical order? But no, that doesn't even make any sense because it's so separate. I don't know. Yeah. But in like super tiny roles, we got Thomas Jane. Mm-hmm. This was also his like debut on a feature film. Ben Affleck, uh, Ricky Lake, as we said, Seth Green's in this as a vampire uh, you only for like three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it's just, so wild, like the all-star cast that they assembled for this movie and how much of a 
just disjointed kind of mess that it was. <laughs> I mean, the original script uh, apparently got turned into the Buffy origin comic. Um, yeah. But they kind of rewrote a bunch of stuff. But that script must have been great. <laughs> like the premise is still solid. A yeah, I mean, they said fighting that vampires. Like apparently, the original script is like a lot darker, mm-hmm. and Joss Whedon had different jokes, and the director or whoever decided to like take it into a much lighter tone because, like, this is a very light movie. It's more. It felt more like a kind of like a rom com to me, and I I was just like, this is all over the place, and and uh, so much so that like Joss Whedon just like left set and never came back halfway through it apparently and yeah. donald sutherland was like improvising a bunch of his lines and and it made joss whedon hate donald sutherland <laughs> he was like that guy's a dick uh and it also made this the script just kind of a mess because he was improvising a bunch of his stuff well the <laughs> it's just like one of those things where you just the director if this, if another director did this, this might be a solid movie. This director has two movies to his credits, and this is his last one. And he's just oh a, no, he's a producer. <laughs> he's a producer on Angel, producer on Buffy. Um, he produced the uh, the movie Orgasmo, if you remember that from the South Park guys. Yeah, um, I remember that. But that's about it. Like you look at his credits, he does not have strong credits, and you can notice the direction. Like uh, we'll get into like some scenes, but. Yeah, it's all over the place. I feel like they were like, oh, yeah, you directed this movie. So, like, we can't completely cut you out. So you can, like, contribute in other ways. <laughs> but, like, you're never getting behind the camera ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, You'll like, have no creative decision. I can decisions. picture that happening. <laughs> it's, like, the most perfect way to, like, you're like, I made a movie. People know of it. They heard of it. Some people still like it. I never did anything again directing, and I just cashed in on these shows that lasted forever. Um, yeah, dude. Like, to be fair, though, I feel like the budget, they, like, doubled their money. So not, like, a total failure, right? They was $7 million and they brought oh, in oh, sixteen yeah, no, it, or whatever. So it's like, maybe he just feels like, I'm just going out on a high at this point, you know? Like, at least it didn't bomb. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, how do I top that? <laughs> Can't top Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> they don't. They want to do a sequel. No, no, we don't want to do a sequel. <laughs> um, do you want to do some like comparison stuff between the show and the the movie? Yeah. So in the title role of Buffy, we have Christy Swanson, and we know her counterpart to the TV show is Sarah Michelle Gellar. How did you guys feel about Christy Swanson's portrayal of Buffy? I'll say this is tricky because it's not bad, but it's very clueless Valley Girl. We're all East Coast people here, too. So, like, when we see the okay, Valley yeah. Girl, like, we are always like, oh, uh, yeah, is that just a type? Was that, like, really what people were like? We Like, it's just so mysterious. And it goes so over the top with it. Um. And she's kind of playing like almost a Cordelia role. It's like what we would have seen if Buffy, they skipped this in Buffy the show. You know, we don't really see her when she was popular in high school. Um, Yeah, it's tough. She's not bad in it. It's just different to me. And she's working with less. To go off of. Yeah, pretty much. I even wrote down at one point, she's like, does the word duh mean anything to you? And I literally wrote down, is she Cher? 
like as if like this is literally what it feels like. And I, I don't know. I thought she did a good enough job. I mean, the movie has so many shortcomings and pitfalls. I thought she was fine. I will say, though, like. I'm like kind of getting ahead in the plot of the movie and I hope that's okay. But oh yeah, we're going to be all, we're bouncing like, all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Great. They're like decorating for the dance and she like shows up late because obviously she's like skipped cheerleading practice and now she's hanging out with Pike and Merrick and like, she's kind of like let go of her other life. And like, well, I remember being young and being like, wow, her friends are being so mean to her. But now as an adult, I like think about her friends and they were like, yeah, you like ditched us for like weeks. Almost like if my best friend had all of a sudden like stopped talking to our group of friends, stopped hanging out with her boyfriend to hang out with some random dude who approached her in a gym in his 50s. And then also like the local guy that we all used to make fun of, like I would be a little like, are you OK? <laughs> like, Is she OK? I don't know. I would also, I you know, like <laughs> dances used to matter to you, Buffy. No, and I didn't think yeah, I would I mean, either, but I found myself being like, I don't know, Buffy's life choices, like, she hasn't explained anything to her friends, right? She just, like, shows up with no reason. I found myself kind of, like, understanding where they were coming from in a way, like, I never did before, which is, like, I don't know, like, our little, like, group of five, like, one of our friends has gone off the rails with, like, some randos she doesn't know, and, like, now we're just supposed to, like, not be upset with her? I don't know. Yeah, it's also we, in that scene when she weird. when she returns, she just like starts shitting on all of their life decisions too. She's like, I'm doing something actually important. You're you don't care because you're just working on a stupid dance. And all of her friends are like, What the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. No, that Hi, line Buffy. that line is This rough dance is Buffy. important to them. Yeah. Yeah. This, but I will I say, <laughs> I will say, uh Hillary Swank tells her her jacket is out of <laughs> is, oh, and then so steals the jacket. Five minutes from ago? Her. So five minutes ago, steals the jacket from her, says she can let one of her friends borrow it. The friend gets murdered or disappears, yep. and they're only worried about the jacket. They're yeah. horrible, horrible people. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I oh will God. admit and her she line. she still have my jacket. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit that Buffy's being like, oh, what are you guys doing important with your life is weird. And it felt like that whole scene felt like a scene that had to be in a movie so that you can get the next scene. Like the scene where they're like, oh, maybe being a slayer is really hard, which we always talk about in the Buffy show of like she whines about not being a normal teenager so much, but then yeah. complains about not being able to be a good slayer. Like it's that back and forth dynamic, which is easier to do in a show than the movie. But this scene is she could just say, hey, people are dying, dummies. Like, yeah, like Pike realizes that Pike Pike had one day where he saw someone floating. He was like, I'm out. Yeah, dude. Uh, it it was it was super weird. Back to like the uh, the the comparison, like Buffy in the show was a lot more like snarky and like sardonic. I feel like than this buff this Buffy is just kind of like Valley Girl. Like I'm a big ditz, and even after she has her realization of like, oh, the senior dance isn't the most important thing, she still is ditzy. Like she's not jaded. Like tv show buffy is kind of and it's weird because tv show buffy is is still supposed to be kind of ditzy but i don't know like sarah michelle geller's portrayal of it is just so much different than this like this is a lot lighter and a lot more airheady and i i think that they they did 
the character a disservice in this mm. movie. And I could understand why Joss Whedon would be unhappy with it because this is really like I'm a dumb, blonde, ditzy, uh, valley girl, cheerleader idiot. And now it's like, oh, God, I have to kill vampires and juggle that with cheerleading practice. Ugh. But like, I, I just feel like Buffy, the show is a lot more serious and dark, which is a big reason why Joss Whedon hates this movie uh, and the portrayal of it. But and I, you know, I much prefer the show, I guess. Well, I was going to say, like, like if, if you are going to do Clueless, right, and Clueless somehow works but you have like this version of Buffy and Clueless and she doesn't have vampire powers and you still like are on their side because like, or like legally blonde even like mm -hmm. you have this ditziness, but you have another layer below beneath it that you go like, okay, I like this character. They can be one way, but also another. She just doesn't really, they don't really take the time to flesh that out at all with her. Um, and I don't know. I think it's a lot of mixed rewrites in it, you know, that just messes up. Absolutely. Also, I just have like a really quick question and I, it doesn't really matter, but you know how she's like, oh, what makes me different is like my keen fashion sense. And then like, that's like the big thing of how she like does the hairspray. Mm -hmm. Are we like including like hairspray and hair in fashion? Because I don't. <laughs> so like, yeah. I, that's so nitpicky of me, but I was like, that's not, I mean, maybe it is, but I've never been like a hairspray girl or like a fashion girl anyway, but I've always thought those two things were different. So uh, I 100% agree with you. And this is coming from me who has a fashion corner segment on our regular podcast. <laughs> I have a There's fashion a reason, corner question for Joe later. There is a reason why costumes and hair and makeup are two separate departments on a on a movie set. Yeah. Yes. Two different yeah. trailers, two different departments, yeah. whole different hair set of makeup, people doing it. Mm -hmm. Hair and makeup is not fashion. No. No, it, it's part of like you can have a fashionable haircut, I guess, or mm -hmm. like a cool haircut. But I would not... I would not categorize those two as like, here's my fashion sense. And then pulled out a fucking hairspray. <laughs> Be, like... Because we brought it up. This this was a, a moment that I had to like circle at the end of the movie where mm -hmm. she's on the dance floor and Pike tells her like, you're not like other girls. And she's like, I am exactly like other girls. Right. Isn't she mm -hmm. saying that yes, I, yes, I am. <laughs> and then the next scene later, she's with Lothos and he's like, you're just like the other girls. And then she's like, no, I'm not because of my fashion sense. It's like they don't the movie doesn't know what she wants to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you like the other girls or are you not? And she it, like that should be the whole movie. And it's just weird. Um, yeah. When Pike tells her like that, she's not like other girls is because uh you know, he was. It's a callback to a line where Benny, mm -hmm. uh, David Arquette, who is also in this movie, I kind of skipped over David Arquette. Uh, he's like, yeah, Buffy. She's just like all those other prissy, like Valley Girl types. Like they're they're all the same. Mm -hmm. And Pike or Buffy overhears them talking about that at a certain point, and Pike has to be like, hey, you know that you're not like other girls. Now that I've gotten to know you, blah blah blah, you're not like other girls. But I don't know why she's like, yes, I am. Because <laughs> I was like, no, you're obviously not. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just, it was just like a cool line. It were like, oh, say that you say the opposite of whatever he says. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't understand the meaning behind that at all. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't track. Yeah. I think what I thought it was, was her like with Lothos he's like oh you're just like all those other girls like the slayers that came before her and like mm -hmm. what sets her apart is that she's not because she's 
hairspray is apparently her keen fashion sense. And maybe it's also just her misunderstanding of fashion. Fine. (laughs) Whatever. But I think when she says it to Pike, it's more one of those things where, like, it's a tender moment. So she's Mm -hmm. sort of like, no, I'm or like, yes, I am like other girls and that like I want to slow dance with the boy at the dance in the dress or whatever. But also it's just I mean, like, that's me doing a lot of yeah. brain work to justify it where I'm just like, you could have just you just skipped it. You could have just done a different line. All of that yeah. just it, it all just becomes weird when you have the scene where she's arguing with her friends about hating the dance and then she's at the dance and she's saying, I'm not like other you're not like other girls, but you want to be. And then the next scene is Lotho saying you are like other girls. It's like they keep doing it and undercutting themselves every time they do it. It's so it's so weird. Yeah. I I was very confused about that and like what wait, like wait. what they were trying to accomplish. And we're skipping it. over that the hairspray effect does nothing and looks weird. She sprays yeah. fire in his face and he just stands there. It just it's like just it. a distraction to like yeah. her to run away. And I was like, I thought I thought that fires like lit vampires on fire. So I don't understand why it didn't work. <laughs> the cross didn't work. The fire didn't work. I was like, what? Did she know that the cross was going to get set on fire when he touched it? Yeah, I didn't know that that was like a part of the lore. Like, there's a lot of lore. This stuff whole too. scene falls apart. Like with uh, <laughs> Pee Wee improvising his death scene, that was hilarious. It, it just took but me it, right did not, <laughs> it, it did not. It does not. It did not fit anything. <laughs> this is like yeah. the ma- major final uh, fight, and then you got Paul Rubens like, Ugh, uh, like kicking the wall. To- yeah, like the kicking the wall is hilarious, but <laughs> for a different movie. Yeah, yeah, like it's just so out of place, but it's funny. But I was watching it like I just don't. What are what are they trying to do here? Because he was like the main bad guy. It seemed like I know that Lothos is like yeah. the big bad, but I mean, Amelin Paul Rubin's character, he interacts with everyone so much more. And it's like so much more uh, interesting who he is and like what he's trying to accomplish. And I just didn't understand like why is he the second in command to Lothos? Like we don't see how powerful Lothos is at, like at all. Yeah. He shows up for maybe like 15 minutes of the movie and he just plays a violin and then he wants to fuck Buffy and then she says no and he's like, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He eats a cat, so we know he's a bad guy, I guess. Yeah, true. <laughs> and, and he's trying to sleep with a high schooler, which is, you know, canon and Buffy lore. Yeah, so. that's, that's that's pretty right. common. <laughs> also, how old is Pike on this show? Yeah, I don't know. Is he like a high school dropout? That scene where she goes, I'm at my house with a strange man, and he goes... And she's like, you can stay here in the guest room. I was like, Buffy, you don't even know him. But he yeah. says... I'm a man? Yeah. <laughs> like it's... You think I'm a man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like they mix Xander and Angel up into one person and just like threw him into Pike. Yeah, that was another thing. that. I, so I came into this movie excited to see like the counterparts. I was like, oh, is Angel going to mm-hmm. be in the movie? Or is Giles going to be in the movie? Like who's going to be in the movie that carries over from the show? And it's basically only Buffy. Like, Buffy has her, like, little Cordette crew, like, where she's with her crew of, I, I, in my notes, I wrote it as the Buffettes. 
Uh, but yeah, there's not a there's no character. There's no Willow uh, character really. Uh, there's no Xander uh, except for like maybe Pike is like a combination yeah. of Xander because he's like a wise cracking guy. Yeah, and uh, and Angel because he's also kind of like the brooding outcast. Mm-hmm. But there's not. You get Giles. There's no. Yeah, I mean, we have Donald Sutherland as as the Watcher, Merrick, Jameson, Smythe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of, he has kind of a similar yeah. thing as, as Giles, but he's more of a creep, I feel. <laughs> they make him out to be so creepy, like the locker room and the gym. Uh, yeah. And just where he shows up, when he stares at them at the elevator in the mall. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, like, they pressed the up button and then they went down. That is something I very specifically noticed and it drove me insane. I was like, they're pressing the up button. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So nitpicky, but no, I look I for will... things like that. Yeah, that's great. Well, well, it's also nitpicky, too, because he he stops the elevator and he's like, oh, it opens it up. And Buffy's like, you're so rude. Like, It's not he's not. It's like rude to get on an elevator with them. Like, yeah, <laughs> there was room. It was a big elevator, you know. But uh, yeah, like Donald Sutherland showing up in that uh, basketball court, just watching Buffy do backflips, and that carries oh over from the oh TV my God, show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, there was one part at the dance where I was like, "It's not quicker to get the stake by doing backflips across the room." It felt very Power Rangersy to <laughs> yeah. me. I wrote that down. I was like, she should just run to it. It takes yeah. more time to do back handsprings. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's just, just like flipping all over the place. Just, <laughs> just imagine her at the house like, oh, I'm going to get something from the kitchen. Cartwheel, cartwheel, back one, back one. <laughs> I mean, it is very impressive. And that's how Donald Sutherland. No, it's uh, impressive the first time you see it. Well, he looks at her and he's, she's doing that. And he's like, that's how I knew you were the chosen one. It's like, any gymnast can do that. (laughs) (laughs) But also, what I found really interesting is worth their weight and salt could do like handsprings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like a high school cheerleading requirement is you have to be able to do a back handspring. At least it was like my younger sister in high school a few years ago. And I was watching the cheerleading routines i was like so is buffy the only one who can tumble because like this choreography is trash i was like this is so terrible it was so bad it went on for so so long too it went on for so long they did like one about animals and they didn't even mention their mascot until like the last hot second they're like yeah go hogs i was like wait a minute you just had like a goose you had a skunk or whatever how funky is your chicken how loose is your goose yeah i do like that that's like an actual cheerleading chair that is really yeah yeah my middle school cheerleading squad would do that (laughs) this is the female perspective that we do not get yeah (laughs) Yeah, generally. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that the pig carried over f- to the show. because Well, uh, it's the Razorbacks for uh, the Sunnydale. Yeah, but it's a pig that gets eaten by Xander and his a wolf pack, his uh, hyena yeah, pack. True. So it's like interesting that they at least kept that kind of, you know, I'm reaching for stuff here. Yeah. That mascot was creepy, though. That mascot Dude, was I wrote that. That was the first horrifying thing about this movie. <laughs> when they're like, like, that's a, that's a killer. That's a killer yeah, under that mask. This is like the era where they had opening credits. Like, they don't really do that in movies too much anymore. So they have this long, drawn-out opening scene of Buffy just, like, 
doing all kinds of cheerleading in her squad. And then they show this horrifying mascot. It's just like a regular dude and he has like a mascot body, but the head was way too small and it looked, it was yes. like plastic. That's what the problem is. It's anti-Disney. It's like the head isn't proportional at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Buffy's doing that opening dance routine and, and she winks at her boyfriend who is uh, Jeffrey Kramer, is, it, is this guy's name? Uh, I was like, oh, so she had like a jock boyfriend in this movie. Like, this is such a different take on Buffy. <laughs> it's so bizarre to see. To be like, this is the same character, but not really. Yeah. There is some carryover. Like, Merrick is in the TV show. It's that guy, Ronald Rail or whatever. Richard Rail. Uh, the, the watcher. Buffy's oh, her first watcher. first watcher is supposed to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. His, his name is Merrick. It's the same guy. And he's you know, also obviously, from Office Space. Yeah, and obviously Buffy is in it, but to see this different take on it is so bizarre. Like it's it's like a, a different world line of like what could have been, and oof, I could tell, I could understand why. I think I've said this before, but I understand why Joss Whedon was like very oh, unhappy yeah. with what happened. Absolutely. At first, I was like, oh, this is gonna be Whedon just being a jerk and hating. It. I'm like watching this. I'm like, oh no, they they butchered your vision. <laughs> yeah. Um. Talking about uh, movie Giles. Oh, did you have something, Johnny? Yeah, but we can stick with movie Giles, and then okay. I'll ask later. <laughs> the The lore of Watchers in this movie is that he is like reincarnated constantly. Yeah. It's hundreds of years old. He's lived hundreds of lives or whatever. Yeah, and it seems like there's a one Watcher and there's one Slayer, and there's not a council of people. There's just mm-hmm. one guy who just comes back to life every. I mean, I feel like he has to... Does he take over a body or is he born again? Because it feels like if vampires exist, there's a good 18-year gap every time they kill a slayer where they can just run wild. Um, Yeah. It really just messes everything up logically. Yeah, because if it's also a baby watcher, like a four-year-old trying to train a slayer, like that makes no sense. So it, it... It would make more sense if he takes over a body, like transfers consciousness. But where is he getting that from? (laughs) And why does he dress the way he dresses? Like, dude, he dresses like a hobo, dude. You don't have to dress like that. That's like (laughs) you can wear whatever you want. You've been alive forever. You've seen the the fashion change. Try to blend in a little bit. Yeah, it was interesting to see. So in the show, they make mention of like, these are rules and, and shit that's been around since the dawn of civilization, like the Watcher and the, the Slayer stuff. So it was interesting to open the movie and go through like several dream sequences where you see Slayers throughout history, uh, you know, in the Dark Ages. And I think that's the only really era that they, they show, but they <laughs> mention a couple other ones. Did you like that they called this era the Light Ages? Yeah. Did you also like that a lot of the product placement were like something light? Like when oh, her well, boyfriend di- comes over and the parents go out of town, he was eating Doritos light. Like it said Doritos <laughs> light on the bag. I was like, is this is this all a joke? Or oh, are those I real? did not notice that. I saw the yeah. Diet Pepsi in the when she yeah, goes had, to talk to them about the They had dance. Diet Wild Cherry Pepsi and I was like, I didn't know that that was around back then. <laughs> it, it got recalled for multiple reasons. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see that. And I feel like that's, we're missing a bit of that in the show. I, but is that the most, that's not necessarily the most interesting thing. Like it's, we've grown so attached to the character Buffy 
yeah. that it'd be weird to like go back in history and see some of this i think you could do like a flashback episode and we don't even know if they do a flashback episode we're only we still got four more seasons of this um because they yeah. did it with they did it with angel where you get to see where he came from a little bit yeah. and his path but i like that the show like I think originally I would critique the show about like, hey, I would have loved to get a little bit of like Buffy's previous school stuff and like how she actually did this or how she knows stuff. But it's actually kind of better if she jumps in. She knows she's a slayer uh, and it's like, fine, I don't want to be a slayer. I thought I could move away from this. And then it, the show just goes as opposed to her having to like, oh, what is my calling? Oh, is yeah. this it? Oh, the training montage. Like, it's nice that they were able to fast forward through that since the movie had existed. Yeah. Yeah, and like, originally in the original script, is it's supposed to have some carryover to the TV show. Like, they, mm -hmm. in the original script, Buffy is supposed to, like, burn down the gym mm -hmm. uh, to save everybody from the vampires. And they talk about that a lot in the TV show. Like, Buffy's a troubled child. She burned down her gym. Yeah. And that's something that just, like, didn't make it into the movie. Um, but it is lore. It would have been a great ending. Burn yeah. down the gym instead of, like, the interviews that happen after the credits. Do you... <laughs> Did you stick around through the entire credits? I, to stuck, see... I stuck around for it and stuck around until we got to the end of uh, Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens doing <laughs> it again? Yeah. Still dying? Yeah. <laughs> Hillary Swank's like Miss America acceptance speech where she's like Looney Tune out of it at the very end. I like yeah. actually laughed out loud. I was like, oh my God, she was so much funnier in this than I remembered. Because I only know her as mostly like dramatic stuff. So to see her just kind of be like, mm -hmm. I accept this award. Thank you so much. I was like, oh my God, she's like loopy. It's incredible. She's yeah. also like she actually does a really like she's a great actress, obviously, but she does a yeah. good job of playing the mean girl role, which I would never picture her being cast as, even though she mm -hmm. is uh, one of the karate kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, when the principal pushes her head against the wall and concuss her, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, that was a wild scene. Uh, also, like. The principal walking around giving all the staked vampires detention or what I was like, yeah. Jesus, dude. Like, that was another moment. Yeah. yeah. That was another moment of like, what is the tone of this? And like, do people realize? Well, that's another thing, too, is like Buffy in the show is trying desperately to keep vampires and her identity uh, as the Slayer a secret, even though she fucks up immediately in the show and, you know, Willow and Xander figure it out. But this one is just like vampires are out. People see them, people get killed by them, and then they're like, yeah, they're doing news interview reports. They're like, yeah, there was fucking vampires here, dude. <laughs> well, they, it opens with the news report of, like, a neck rupture, and then a body went missing from the morgue. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, like, when Merrick picks up, there's just so many weird, awkward scenes, which I blame directing for. Like, when when uh, David Arquette's character gets bitten by the vampire, Pee Wee mm -hmm. Herman, and disappears... And then Merrick shows up. He's like, hey, get up, Pike. This is not a good place to be. And just drives him home, I guess. Yeah. What, also, what he is didn't that? Even, he didn't even help Benny. No. He like <laughs> full on saw it happening and like let it happen. And Redtown's like, why didn't he help Benny? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's the, that's the biggest <laughs> bullshit of it. Because like Merrick comes in and he's like, I'm not supposed to intervene. I'm just a watcher. I'm not supposed to help at all. And, like, the first night that he takes Buffy out on patrol in the graveyard, he does intervene. He's about to fucking stab a vampire with a stake. 
And uh, then he also intervenes later. And But for Benny, he's like, nah, you, you go fuck yourself, buddy. <laughs> he didn't even look over and be like, oh, that's a far drop. He was like, nah, this is good. I do yeah. like that the vampires can fly in this. Yeah, that's another uh, difference from the show uh, is that vampires can fly. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I understand not having it in a TV production because that's a lot of wire work. Well, they also don't have like vampire faces and normal people faces. They can't uh, change faces in, mm. in, the, in this movie. They're just like permanent vampires. They have cr- crazy ears, too. Yeah, but you can do that and people don't notice the change about you. You can have blood on your lips, vampire fangs, <laughs> and vampire Bro. ears. And people will be like, hey, wait for wait to substitute into the game, all right? Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, the not... Groller, the basketball player, when he showed up, I was like... Does nobody else see him? Like, and then I—that's I, why I couldn't understand. I was like, do people just not? They're just all like yeah. trying to be ignorant of it because they want to watch the basketball game, or like, and then like Buffy was so weird, and she like attacked the basketball. But I'm like the guy with fangs and pointy ears and like blood on his mouth. These are yeah. Buffy's friends that you're defending. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love when he shows up and he just goes, "Go team, go!" Like yeah. it's so funny. He's not even like trying to hide his fangs either. He's like b- dribbling the basketball with like <laughs> fangs out. Just like. I think he's flying at one point and they don't show him flying and they just cut to the ref talking to the coach being like, hey, this isn't allowed because he's like, yeah, floating you gotta get there, him out of there. But they don't show that he's floating. Oh, well, he dunks it. And like, yeah, I don't know what the ref was like. Down. You got to get him out of here. Like, why? Yeah. It's not like an illegal play to dunk. Like, I think he's floating <laughs> in the air, but they don't show the shot of him floating. So that so he's like re- traveling, I, but they yeah, don't know what to I, call it. <laughs> I guess he, he could use air bud logic of like, don't say in the rule book that he can't fly. <laughs> I wrote down it. I couldn't believe this movie turned into Teen Wolf at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love my favorite coach moment. Because the coach is stupid. I don't even understand what they're doing with that. Um, yeah. I do love when he checks in and he gives the warm up to the coach and the coach starts folding it up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like, good. I was like, what is this world, man? Yeah, it's a very interesting take on everything. Also, um, we talked like very briefly about that first night that Merrick takes Buffy to the graveyard. I have a couple questions because they left the gym like basically right after cheerleading practice. And then like the next scene was immediately cut to the graveyard where it was like probably nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So there's like hours missing. where I like don't know what happened. And then he was like, oh, yeah, uh, I wrote it down. Like Robert Berman was the kid who died. He's like, oh, yeah, he died three days ago. And in my head, I was like, that's like really quick to get a body in the ground. Like, usually, mm-hmm. like, you would have to do an autopsy or you would have to, like, have a wake or, like, sit Shiva or, like, whatever. And they were like, nope, we're just, that's it. And three days later, he's going to pound out of the ground. I was like, no, then, like, what are the rules? I don't know. Okay. How did so they get the funeral is... arranged that quickly with a tombstone engraved? Three days is not enough time. It's not. <laughs> this is a, a gripe I have with the show a little bit with the graveyard stuff. We are told multiple times that to turn someone into a vampire, you have to actually like drink the blood of the vampire and like they turn you into a vampire. Yet they are constantly in the show at graveyards waiting for people to pop out that just turn. So are they turning automatically in the show or are they are vampires turning them into vampires and then just letting them get buried? 
it's the in the show like everyone's always popping out of graves without being yeah. fully turned and i just don't really understand why that is um yeah yeah and you'd think like if they were going to be turned and uh you know they're they're buried they'd have like vampires standing guard like oh we got another one in our ranks let's make sure that yeah. they don't just pop out naked for the yeah. slayer to kill angel angel says uh vampires are very picky about who they turn into vampires so like yeah. i don't understand why like this this like accountant is popping out of the grave in like the buffy show <laughs> this yeah, like potential do they see yeah <laughs> i can't speak for buffy lore but i have read a lot of vampire fiction uh i like love vampire world and they like usually are they're usually very particular mm-hmm. about because it's like a weird like bloodline thing with you progeny lived with this person and forever. vampires yeah. yeah it's usually not just all like slap shot like that guy looks yummy like let's turn him or whatever mm-hmm. but i guess they were building a legion for lothos yeah so that's maybe what that was it. paul rubin's character says and he he just seems like more powerful than lothos to me like he just I don't know. Maybe because we see him more, but got, Lothos it, doesn't do shit. It's the master issue, you know. Like, yeah, I, I I wrote down like, why does Lothos come up and then just all of a sudden just start shitting on uh, Amlin? Like, hey, hey, I'm bringing you back to life. I'm feeding you. I'm getting people. I'm prepping the town. And he's like, ah, you let this one kid get away. And yeah, it's <laughs> crazy that you survived this long. Does he think? Look at I'm like, what the hell, man? Does he think that Pike is? Like, they all know Slayers are girls. So what did he think? Why was he so mad that Pike got away? He didn't know. Pike didn't. Like, Amlin wasn't going after Buffy. Buffy just happened to show up there. Yeah, I have no idea. There's a lot of confusing logic in this show. (laughs) Uh, Movie. I mean, well, in the show, too. But (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that confused me, too, and we get into this. We got in trouble for this on our actual podcast where we're reviewing the show is Uh-oh. our Discord fan tool. If we don't if we don't know all the lore of the vampires. <laughs> yeah. So this is one that we got in trouble for for quite some time or people get annoyed to it, annoyed at it to this day is whether or not vampires can go into places with an invitation. And they make a mention of it in this movie and specifically in the final scene oh yeah you're good point good point so in the show and what we've been you know kind of uh schooled on is vampires are allowed to enter public spaces without an invitation but private spaces they can come in or they, they need an invitation to get into a private place so throughout the show like they can walk into a school into like a hotel or whatever hospital. they don't need a yeah. hospital they don't need an invitation but like a house or an apartment they need an invitation in this movie buffy specifically is like don't worry they can't come into the school they need an invitation to come in but then like two seconds later they're all in and what? it's also like it's a public space so it's different than the show it's different vampire lore um Hillary Swank mentions that she invited them in because they're seniors, but Paul Rubin was not a Paul Rubens was not a senior and he was not invited in, but he breaks in. He doesn't go to the school. Isn't he somewhere else? Is that somewhere else? Doesn't they run doesn't she like I was really confused by the end. She goes outside, she fights a bunch of vampires, and mm-hmm. then she seems to run away from the school because she jumps through the parking lot where her boyfriend is 
throwing himself in the backseat yeah. of the girl, oh, yeah, which yeah. at the end, there's a credit sequence, uh, an interview that really makes that sex scene a little more disturbing than it needed to be. <laughs> Well, she's when crumbling. she's running away, she's like, I can't believe you finished that fast, uh, Jeffrey. Yeah. And then at the end, it's her and uh, whatever that girl's the character's name is. And she's like, I can't believe I let you do that to me. And she cries and runs off an interview. Yeah. So really <laughs> dramatic, uh, not cool stuff. <laughs> um, one of those ones where you're like, let's keep this lighthearted, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> But yeah, Buffy does run away. I guess from that that school mm-hmm. setting, yeah. But like, where is she then? That Paul Rubens is allowed to go in there, and she goes into like a boiler room where Lothos is, and then they. It seems like she just runs back upstairs, and she's back at the dance again. And how did Lothos get there? And this is I I don't understand where she's running to. Is my problem like the job is to kill the vampires, stop them from getting into the dance right none of them are chasing her yeah like none of them chase one vampire this is where the movie broke for me when a vampire looks straight into the camera and winks at us (laughs) (laughs) they break the fourth wall she's like well it's good no one's trying to get in they're chasing after buffy and a vampire comes in the frame looks in the camera and winks and smiles (laughs) and i was like wait what are we doing what are we doing Uh, here the threat is not a threat I told Vance on the phone, like setting up this uh, whole shebang, that I remembered as a kid, like the weird, like ooga booga up and down scene where I was like, she's not in danger. It was when she like runs away and the basketball guy's chasing her and the two vampires are holding on to her and he's like mm-hmm. giving this monologue about killing her or whatever. And then she like breaks out of it. And as she like, she kicks him in the face, then she, the guy to her right, she like gets him out. The guy on the left lets go of her and then just like throws his arms up and down and doesn't move like his he doesn't jump. His feet are planted. He's just kind of like waiting for her to like kick his ass. But I was like, I don't think she's like in danger at all. This whole movie. The show we get on the show about the, the bad stunt doubles and stuff that are so obvious, at least. But I mean, this movie could have dealt with some of those. That choreography of the fight scene in the gym was just like, oh, that's really Christy Swanson throwing those kicks and yeah. waiting and waiting to throw a punch. And I was like, let's get some stunt people in here. Let's let's ratchet this up a little bit. Like, I don't <laughs> know. I know seemed... she can do backflips, but that's about it. Yeah, I was going to say, it did seem like Christy Swanson was doing all of that. Like yeah. she was doing the backflips. She was doing the cartwheels and like the, the jump kicks and everything. So kudos to her on that. But yeah, the fight choreography in this is it's so weird. And well, that... it's so bad. I want to go back to that scene that Johnny was just talking about when she's fighting the vampires with Pike. And yeah. she jumps in that, like, on that junkyard. Yeah, she jumps on the back of one of them and then lands on Pike and they start mm-hmm. having that like the moment. close talking moment. But I was like, she didn't kill that vampire she just jumped on top of. <laughs> like she didn't stab. I went back and like looked at it because I was like, did I miss something? Did she somehow spike him? Like she jumps on his shoulders. Oh, stake? And, stake him. Sorry. Stake, stake him. Stake him. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm taking bad, Joe's bad habits. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like she jumps, he falls over and you hear a sound like he dies off screen, but I like, she never stabbed him. And then they're just having a long talking conversation. I'm like, hey, get up. There's a vampire behind you. But no. Um, well, it's know. also like, uh, 
much like in the show too, like regular people can stake and kill vampires. Like Pike seems to have no issue. And I think that he might kill more vampires than Buffy does. <laughs> At the end, he's not even afraid. Yeah. The he's next just scene, he's staking so many people. Yeah. Like it, it's wild. It's like, well, why is, what's so special about Buffy if this is the case? You know, we see her grab a knife that, Merrick throws at her face like we see that she has like reflex she has a she also this is a huge difference from the show she has like a pms spider sense which uh if she's around vampires she gets cramps and she she herself mentioned like likens it to menstrual cramps yes great i'm decision. so glad they took away great so glad they to took that, that out of the show great decision. yeah, yeah. She's like, PMS is my superpower? And I was like, oh, girl, I am so sorry. That is miserable. The worst superpower to have. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, if they had that in the show, she would just be cramping all the time. This this town is like overrun with vampires. (laughs) She'd just be in bed. Maybe she wouldn't date Angel then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That'd be so hilarious. Just like every time that they're near each other, just cramping so hard. But it seems like that, even that spider sense, like, goes away. Because when she's fighting everybody in the gym, she's not, like, grabbing her side or anything. She's just, like, whooping ass. And Joe, I guess, Joe, yeah, I I mean, guess she women, got used to it. Women without that sense go through that. And they don't, they're not hunched over all the time. Well, yeah, I know that. But they make <laughs> such a point to, for her to, like, be walking around like, oh, no. Oh, God. And then, like, later on, I guess she just gets used to it, you know. Well, she only has one rule that she learns from Merrick, and it's like, don't fight more than one vampire at a time. Yeah. That's the she breaks rule. that rule, like, immediately. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah, that was such a weird uh, rule that I was like, wow, thank God that they did away with that. That would be terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when we see Buffy in the beginning, she's got her boyfriend, right? And she comes mm-hmm. out of the mall and she's got her boyfriend's buddy, whoever yeah. this dude is. And she jumps over him in the car, ass in his face while she kisses the Jeffrey. boyfriend. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this is strange. And he's like, hey, I don't want to be sexist, but can I borrow her sometime? And it's just like, what the hell is happening? And yeah. then later he slaps her ass. Super hard, dude. In front of the boyfriend. Yeah. What kind of weird relationship does that guy have with the boyfriend, you know? She flips him, and then he's like, oh, oh, oh. And then the boyfriend's like, hey, keep your hands off my thing. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, that was a weird thing. And then Buffy looks at her boyfriend like, don't even fucking talk to me, dude. I I got so much more stuff going on. This She she says... She goes, yeah, you go I ahead. can take care of myself. And he just goes, well, I really feel needed. And I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> and I, I was like, when when is this? When was this ever a part of your relationship <laughs> where you had to protect her from someone that was also your friend? Like, yeah. Just, right? Was your friend like those, just always smacking Buffy's ass? It's those movie <laughs> beats that they have to have, you know, where it's like, okay, we need her to be mad at her boyfriend for some reason. Because he hasn't done anything wrong besides being himself, which he was at the beginning. Like, he hasn't done anything wrong throughout the time she's been killing vampires. But they needed a scene where she's like, oh, this relationship is falling apart. So they were like, oh, how will we do that? He's insecure and a friend slaps her ass. It was like the weirdest way to do that. She could have just caught him cheating. Just catch him making out with someone else. Like, I don't know. 
which he like eventually does anyway. And then she's all like, he's like, you knew things were going bad and this and that. And I called you and she's like, you broke up with my machine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dude, you couldn't have just like tried to call back another time. <laughs> like, also, yeah, phone he, is he still kind of wonky. But I thought it was weird he, she showed up to the dance by herself, but she did bring up, oh, the car never came. Like, it yeah. didn't seem like she was going to go to the dance until her friends uh, made her feel guilty. And then she was going to the dance. Seems like something you would talk to your date about. Yeah, he also was going through some of the stuff that her friends were feeling. He was like, you're never home. You never pick up your phone calls. Like, I tried to get in touch with you and you just, like, ghosted me. So, I, you know, I moved on and started to uh, ask this Jennifer or whatever her name is to the to the dance. Like, sorry, dude. I thought that you, like, fell off the face of the earth. Were you shocked that it wasn't Kimberly that you uh, went to the dance with? A little bit. But Kimberly, dude, her dance dress is terrible. Joe's Fashion Corner, hot, hot minute. She has a fucking just like a purple, awful dress with a little like, like a like a blazer. It's so hideous, dude. Like it looks so bad. Like I was that ever a thing? And back then, was that like the the happening style? Because looking at that now, I was just like, whoa, that's awful. Um. I also wanted to hear your take on Pike's uh, dance outfit. Dude. <laughs> no, I also add Buffy to the list because I want to hear what you think about her dress. Mm. I like Buffy's dress, but it's a white dress. Like, that seemed like a wedding dress. It was <laughs> yes, very right? odd. Weird yeah. choice. I very, let's go through that. some of this. Dude, okay. Let's go through some of the <laughs> fashion, fashion corners happening right now. <laughs> this is going to be a hardcore fashion corner thing. Okay. Pike's outfit for the dance. Terrible. Also, his, like, slick back hair. Was so the bad. He looks. Look. He looks so much better as totally, a little ruffian. Totally disagree. What you I, think that like, his slick back hair? Oh my god! He, I the whole movie. I was like, yeah, he's cute. He's got like the grungy thing going on. Like it's the '90s. Keep that in mind. Like he's cute. He showed up like with his face shaved and his hair slicked back and like a black leather jacket to that dance. I was like, uh, Danny Zuko has just entered the building, ladies. <laughs> I was like, I get it now. I know why he was cast. This is incredible. He looks so hot. I wrote that down. Oh, my God. I couldn't disagree. <laughs> I, couldn't prefer, disagree more. I prefer non-slick back hair. That slick back hair and those like shoulder padded <laughs> leather jacket was like, he looks uh, so I don't, uncomfortable. He looks I don't so mind, uncomfortable. I don't mind the leather jacket. The leather jacket's pretty banging. The shit underneath is terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, I did like that he shaved his soul patch for Buffy. I thought that, that was really classy of him. <laughs> but that, dude, that slick back hair, I could not handle it. Like, I thought that he looked so much better with his hair forward if he had just shaved his soul patch as a sign of like, hey, I'm classing shit up. Uh, but like his little vest was terrible. Also, like his 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 fashion throughout this movie is is I hated it. Like I know that that was like the style back then. It was very grungy, but something about Henleys I just can't stand. And he's wearing a Henley throughout the entire movie. It's got like six buttons. Can't stand it. <laughs> and there's little like uh like uh flannel vest over top of it. Yuck. I love yuck, that yuck, Johnny's yuck. here to witness Joe's fashion corner and gets to see you. <laughs> It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so hey, excited. I got, a, I got a Dracula shirt on right now. I'm in the theme. But yeah, like I liked his hair so much better when it was pushed forward. It looked better because when he slicks it back, bro's got a five head. And that's coming from me. I know I've got a five head. 
bro has a big old forehead i think it did not work for him at all yeah i thought the hair forward framed his face better that's all yeah and he's always Man. looked i don't know how old he is in this uh when this was made but he's always looked old he's like 90210 like it was mm-hmm. like what is this 35 year old doing in high school like um but yeah he has this weird like he has this like attractiveness i i give it that like he has this like charm i think they could have made it work a little better in the movie like mm-hmm. if they had some better scenes to have the chemistry they, they like tried to give him like a little bit of like morality early on like he was mm-hmm. talking to benny before benny gets bitten and benny's like he's like yeah those girls suck but like would you sleep with them and benny's like hell yeah man i'd like ride to town or whatever he said <laughs> it's obviously not ride to town um <laughs> um but then like pike has this moment where he's like but why would but you don't even like them why would you sleep with them don't do that man you don't even like them and like benny's like dying and like pike's having this moment of like hey dude like don't don't sleep with somebody you don't like and i was like oh he's like kind of sweet and then like they seem cut away to something else and i was like oh okay so that was it yeah it's like okay i guess he's great also he's an alcoholic yeah, like before he sees Benny uh, get turned or whatever, he's just a burnout, wasted fuck up. Like, I, it's just like, this is the, I didn't know what role he was going to play. But if you watch the trailer, they obviously set it up like he's the guy for Buffy. Because I wanted to watch the trailer because I knew it would have like that stereotypical uh, voiceover guy like, Buffy was trying to be just a normal high schooler. Um, but in the trailer, they make it seriously seem more like a rom-com mm-hmm. Buffy Pike love story. But And there's just like vampires in the background, mm-hmm. which could have worked. But that's not the route that they went with the movie, I feel like. No. like. like Again, like it just goes with like the total tonal shifts and all over the place disjointed nature of it. Yeah. They kept the beginning like I feel like like how Whedon wanted it to kind of start out a little bit, the classic Buffy dream sequences that we get and stuff. Um yeah. but then at the end they were like, Hey, we need to really drive home that this is a fun, campy, little rom commy teen action thing. And they just didn't yeah. they didn't want to go hard with it at the end, like a like a fright. Even I think a movie from my childhood that I haven't rewatched is like Monster Squad. Um just because I don't think it's going to actually hold up. But it's like a bunch of kids fighting like Dracula, uh, the mm. Wolfman, uh, the Mummy. Um, and it's like one of those comedy, but like, I feel like they're actually under a threat. And <laughs> like Johnny was saying, you never feel like Buffy's ever in danger. At all. No. Well, and, you only see her fight like four vampires before she's fighting Lothos. Okay. Should we dive into Lothos? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, Guys, can we talk about his like big entrance where he like comes down from the ceiling and he has like the most dramatic like cape swoop out? I laughed out loud. I was like, I know he's supposed to be scary, but this feels like Lothos the musical. Like he's coming down to like have his big (laughs) opening number. Like that is all I could think of was like, what would his song be like? Yeah, That's such a great way to put that. Yeah, so opera true. style. Yeah, like he just—if he just started playing the piano, like he has a really, uh, uh, not a what's um, Liberace. Cut out Liberace. Oh yeah, 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 to him. Um, and this scene is again where I talk about the direction. The girl is like 
been kidnapped by a vampire. Yeah, she's Cassandra. lying there. Yeah, Cassandra's lying there, and she's just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like she doesn't <laughs> react like she's seen a vampire for the first time in her life and is about to die. Like it's the weirdest no energy scene. Also, yeah. the weird Lothos like red like band thing where Buffy mm-hmm. like she puts on her like red hairband and goes to sleep and like. She's not because, like, Lothos is there. And I was like, is this a dream sequence? And it is. And then she wakes up, but she still has the, like, little ribbon in her hair. All mm-hmm. I wrote down was, like, did did women put ribbons in their hair before bed? Because, like, I, I don't know a single person. I was just about to ask person. you that. No. I was just about to ask you that. Was that, like, a thing, like, to keep your hair, in like, looking good for the morning or something? Because I didn't understand I was that like, is she all. keeping – I was like, oh, I guess that would keep the hair from your face from around your ears. I was like, what is this? So hear me out. Yeah, that was this super confusing little, for me. A little bit of a leap. The only other like image I have of that happening was Sandy from Greece. When she does the Sandra D number, she ties her blonde hair, she's wearing a white nightgown, she puts like the little ribbon in her hair, and she's like super innocent and she's like, Woe is me, because like Danny's a bad boy or whatever. So in my mm. head I was like, are they going for that like she's innocent, like Sandra D type of thing? But all I can think of is that Ribbon comes later when he's like kind of like doing her neck over to the side in the boiler room area. Mm-hmm. And all I can think of is like, do you remember that childhood like scary story about the little girl who always wore the ribbon around her neck? No. No. Okay. So I don't know if this was like a small town outside Philly thing, but like all my little girlfriends knew this story and we told it to Girl Scouts and it was terrifying. But it was basically like... This little girl like moved to a new town and she wore a little ribbon around her neck and she would go to school every day and like people would make fun of her and then like people would ask her what it was and she was like, oh, it's just like a special ribbon that like my mom and dad gave to me. And then like the story goes on and like kids are getting mean and then all of a sudden like some kid gets dared to like untie the ribbon from her neck at the playground. So they do and her head falls off. Yeah. All I could think of was that fucking terrifying story from being a kid that i'm giving nightmares for like literal weeks and i think about it to this day it's so crazy that's awesome <laughs> yeah I, I have heard that story but i heard it very recently like I, that wasn't something that i remembered growing up or anything but yeah i've i heard that very recently but i guess it's just because vance and i weren't wearing ribbons around our necks you know <laughs> <laughs> well and i mean we have that thing where this is the first time we learned that Lothos wants to sleep with her and not just fight her. Yeah, did he do that to the other slayers? Is Merrick is, is like that you just can't, what he does? Merrick is like, stop, don't take this one. Like Yeah. She's I, not ready. What was she's not ready? Because no she's idea. already had sex too, by the way. Like um like she has sex that first night with her boyfriend. Um You sure? You know that? Oh, I'm pretty like, I th- <laughs> They were like making out and it faded it faded out. You thinking she's not having sex? We have a bad track rec- track record of guessing who has had sex and who hasn't. I don't hour. think I <laughs> think in this one she was having sex with him. Okay. Cuz I feel like well, she was a senior. Yeah, I feel like he would have walked he would have not been dating her at all. Like that that mm-hmm. scene seemed like they ended up hooking up. Well, he did say that when he left her when he's at the dance with Jennifer, he's like I I'm a man, I have needs. Yeah, but she's. Uh, but he also said she wasn't around, and she's never around anymore. So he was okay. fine dating her beforehand. She was. I don't know. Like I think she was. I, I'm not like shaming her for sleeping with her boyfriend at all. I'm just saying I think yeah. she was sleeping. And the 
anyway, back to Lotho saying and Merrick saying she's not ready yet. What does that mean? Well, even Lothos, after Merrick dies or whatever, Amelin's like, are we not going to kill her? She's a slayer. And Lotho's like, no, she's not ready yet. Like, why? Do, what's this weird honor you have right now? <laughs> this movie fell apart right there for me. I was like, everything everything went the shit right there. Like, uh, Merrick gives her, like, this cryptic thing about listening to the sound, which is, like, yeah. from Hamlet or something, I think. Uh, which makes no sense at all and pays off in the weirdest way possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't understand what Lothos' deal was. Was he trying to marry her? I thought yeah, well, he was no, trying to kill her, but... That's he what I thought. Should, like, he had the opportunity to, but then when America's like, she's not ready, I'm like, she's not ready to die? I'm pretty sure she's probably not ever going to be ready to die. She wants to graduate, move to Europe, and marry Christians later. So, like, dying <laughs> doesn't fit into those plans. So... <laughs> Then it was like, oh, it's like a weird sexual tension. Yeah. And like the like the first time Lotho showed up and he had like the pale face and the red lips, I literally wrote down. I was like, this guy looks like Snow White. He does like not seem <laughs> threatening to me at all. He just like is a weird old dude who's into like young chicks. Like weird. <laughs> well, at what point would Buffy have been ready? Like when would Merrick have been like, all right, she's ready. I taught her. You know, uh, what what was he trying to teach her I don't know. that she would have been ready? You know, she's more capable of killing him. So now it's time for her to go and fight and die. Because apparently this guy has been killing every Slayer every time. Yeah. So the Watcher Slayer thing doesn't. Is it over? Are vampires done now? Like what? <laughs> At the end of this movie? Yeah, they drive off on a motorcycle. Of course it's over. He keeps getting new motorcycles, too. This dude and nobody. Right? <laughs> well, they just steal motorcycles throughout the entire movie. Like, he, still, he has a dirt bike. He has a motorcycle. Oh, he got a different... Like, it's crazy. I loved that when Buffy steals a motorcycle and just crashes it into the car. <laughs> well, oh, she, when, she... when she crashes it, and then she runs off, like, flailing her arms. <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> what are you going to say, Johnny? No, I just... Oh, there was like one of those other moments. Oh, she like steals the motorcycle and it's a bunch of like old like biker dudes and they yell at her. They're like, oh, you want like real power between your legs? And she like takes it. And she's like, ah, I found it or whatever. And then she crashes it. So yeah, early, early 90s stuff that carried over into the show because Sunnydale <laughs> is full of creepy dudes that aren't vampires. Absolutely. <laughs> also, we- something that did carry over into the show is Buffy's uh, attraction to Christian Slater. She does talk about Christian Slater being super hot in the show. So <laughs> she also it's talked a- about um, oh, the dude from uh, the Blacklist, James Spader. Oh yeah! <laughs> wow, could you imagine a time when that guy was considered like a sexy icon? He he had a he had an it factor. Yeah, it I guess looks so. looks were different back then. I will say. My first exposure to James Spader was in Boston Legal, and he was just like such a slime ball in that show. So I can't, yeah. I have a hard time imagining, like, wow, he was in a sex icon. I'm sure some people's first exposure was him as, uh, in, in the office. Oh, Robert California. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think of David Arquette? I forgot that, like, when I was watching this, the opening sequence and seeing all who all was in the movie, I was like, oh shit, this is like, Jam packed with people that are mega stars later on, you know. Mm-hmm. I really liked Benny. I thought he was cool. 
I liked his hair. He looked. He looked. It cool. needed more of him. If it was just him and Paul Rubens and no Lothos, I think it would have been a lot more fun. Oh, agreed. I loved when he was like floating outside of the top of the mechanic <laughs> shop, and like Pike, he was like, "Let me in. I'm so hungry." And so he's like, "Man, what? Like you disappeared." Like, and then finally he puts it together. He's like, "Oh man, man, you're floating." You're floating, yeah. man. And I was like, oh, thank God he finally noticed. <laughs> right. But Benny was like, oh, let me in, man. I was like, very convincing. Like, very convincing. Yeah. Like, if I I wouldn't have let him in. But in an alternate reality, if I wanted to see what could happen and be like, you made a good effort, I'll let you in. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You most, know? <laughs> most people die from vampires due to curiosity. 100%. He's like, ah, let's see what this is like. I don't know. <laughs> let's see how this plays out. Yeah. <laughs> well, a big fuck up in that scene particularly, and I noticed it and then I read about it on IMDb on like the trivia side is you can very plainly see David Arquette's reflection in the window, <laughs> but then they make a specific thing of like, oh, you can't see the vampire's reflection when uh, Pike is driving uh, in his van and he looks through the rear view mirror and he can't see the vampire's reflection. But like David Arquette, you can absolutely see his reflection in the window. I'm glad you brought this up, Joe, because you have brought this up in the episode with Kralik when he takes mm-hmm. a selfie with uh, Buffy's mom, Joyce. Mm-hmm. And you were like, wait, can vampires actually take photos? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't even want to get into this logistical argument. Um, but in this, Benny is clearly in a photo booth and they clearly show that no pictures come out. It's just all yeah. black. Yeah. And people in our Discord... Wonder why we get confused about the vampire lore. <laughs> yeah, so vampire lore is all over the place. Yeah, like in this one, crosses don't do shit. Well, they don't really do shit in, in the yeah. show. Like they they're, they kind of have uh, a little bit of like a defense mechanism. But in this one, they don't do shit. Uh, the, they can fly. They can't go into public places mm-hmm. without an invitation. Like it's all over the place. So, yeah. you know... Yeah. Have us, give us a little bit of slack here. Cut us a little bit of slack because if we had come from watching this movie mm-hmm. to watching the show, we'd be like, wait, a, we'd be even more confused. Yeah. How um, come Buffy doesn't get menstrual cramps? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, where are her cramps? Where's that PMS that I was, that my favorite part of her Buffy scent? <laughs> um, while we're talking about Benny, the scene with the hot dog. <laughs> It's just, just 90s nonsense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't understand what the point of that was. And then you don't see Buffy, like, cut it up. And then he's just like, you ruined my dog. <laughs> so they're broke and they buy, they order one hot dog, I guess, or a bun. And I forget what they were ordering, coffee. I did love was- that he just plopped a bunch of change onto her waitress tray. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, what does this look like? <laughs> She's like, ah, what? <laughs> Ricky Lake is just like rain manning it. She's two, like, this is a... <laughs> yeah, two cups of coffee or like one hot dog, but like with nothing on it. Plain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. And then, and then our first like real talking scene besides the movie theater where the friends that Johnny is, uh, you know, sticking up for are just ruining the movie. Just ruining <laughs> All right, just listen. The movie. <laughs> I mean, Pike and Benny are kind of ruining it too. Dude, there's a guy in the back. That that no like, one else no. in the theater is saying anything. Like, there's like an older guy like down the row, and he's just like not paying attention to him. I'm like, they're so loud. They're having yeah. full volume conversations. Yeah, they're like screaming at the movie, like, "Don't go in there! Don't do it!" 
oh, that guy's obviously a bad guy. <laughs> and I do love the idea of going to a movie with your girlfriends before going on a date with your boyfriend afterwards. <laughs> like, that's not even a whole night. Um, High school, man. Yeah. High school in Los Angeles. Uh, not but yeah, not like, me anymore. So, you get one activity. We either go to a activity. movie or we go to dinner. We don't do both anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not in this economy, anyway. Movies <laughs> yeah. are like 55 bucks. That's yeah. so much money to go to the movies. <laughs> you get two hours of commercials in front of it. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so they order like a hot dog and he's got it. And they're like, oh, you're the girls from the movie theater. And then because Benny's the gross, like sexual deviant of the group, he like uses a hot dog like it's his dick. And he waves, waggles it in front of uh, Buffy, who they cut to her and they hold on the shot for so long. And I feel like you can, it's like someone live mixing sound effects <laughs> during the time that they hold on her. And then you cut back. And you're like, oh, I thought she's just going to... You don't know what you're about to see when they cut Well, back. you can see her grab the butter knife. Yeah, but you don't know, like, how she's going to cut it off. Or she's going to cut it in half. She, like, yeah. splits it long way down. And it's, like, floppy. He's like, oh, you... Something my dog. You know, you split my dog or whatever. And then Pike grabs his crotch as if he's feeling the pain in real time. <laughs> and, like, spits out the bun. Yeah, because yeah. like he's eating the bun, and all of a sudden he's like spitting out the bun. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, that wasn't that extreme, dude." Like, you do know that was a real hot dog. Like, did you... <laughs> it's just like okay, that's the tone we're setting. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I had no idea what that fucking scene was about, dude. <laughs> it's like that doesn't show. Sure, Buffy won't let someone waggle that in front of her face without cutting it, but sure, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, man. Uh, this movie just... Back to like our original point of like how quickly it moves. Mm -hmm. Buffy's training montage is so... It's just her doing what she already was doing at the gymnastics thing, like doing backflips. And then she adds like punching a heavy bag and that's all it is. And I will say, I do enjoy that Merrick kind of He kind of has the upper hand on her for a little bit. Like in, in the show, Giles like never has the upper hand on Buffy. Buffy always beats the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. And then me and Vance are always questioning like, why is he training her? What Like what can he offer her? Yeah. Like in this one, Merrick, he does have like. Here, I'll, I'll sweep the leg, and Buffy's like, oh, fuck. And then he shows her, like, you got to stab the heart, dude. Like, what that are you, was, why are you having my face? That was so late in the game. Like, she's already killed two vampires in the graveyard. <laughs> and he's like, no, Buffy, the heart. It's yeah. Like, That's the lesson one, right? <laughs> what, what year did the original Karate Kid come out? Oh, Do you guys man, know? No fucking idea. Was it before I'll, this? I'll look it up. It had to be before this. Oh, right? definitely before this. Yeah, I think because, that's, yeah. that's an 80s movie. Because some of like the training sequence, I was like, I'm getting like a Karate Kid vibe. And then she like does the thing with the thumbtack in the principal's office yeah. where she like shoots mm -hmm. the fly. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, this is like Daniel's son with the chopsticks. Except yeah, this is like was, the Buffy version of it. It was 84. Yeah. It was 84 yeah. that yeah. I came out. It was a long time yeah. after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dude, when she is like puts that push pin in her mouth yeah 
And you, like you never see the fly going around, but you see Buffy's eyes following it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell is happening here? And the, the principal's going on about doing drugs and like, hey, I'm a cool guy. I did drugs and I saw <laughs> music making colors. And then Buffy just like spits a pushpin into a fly. And then the principal's like, oh, okay, uh, I guess that's it. <laughs> yes, that scene is... That's the scene you cut right out of a movie. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like it, need to be in there. It, it does nothing. Like, she never uses her spitting thumbtack trick ever again. Uh, we no. saw her catch a knife already that was coming at her face. Like, I don't need to know that she can spit a thumbtack at a fly for it not to pay off at all. And the principal is just, he's fun. Steven Root's fun. It's a yeah. mix of, like, the first season's principal and principal Snyder, kind of, you mm-hmm. know, with the detention slips. But I was like, what is this scene about? He saw her coming in the, he saw her jogging to school one day and he was like, drugs. Yeah, I didn't like, understand what his beef was with her. Yeah, like she's not a bad student or anything. She hasn't, she hasn't killed a vampire on, on, in school grounds. Like, well, she is a bad student. She thinks that El Salvador is in Spain. Like she's a dummy. Like, yeah. she, <laughs> just fun. I mean, she lives in the small world of Los Angeles, you know? When you live in Los Angeles, you don't need to know anything else about the rest of the rest of Very the world. Very true, especially when your when your future plans are marry Christian Slater and travel Europe. Um, <laughs> I do think the best scene would be that scene where is her and Movie Giles talking about stuff, and she says she wants to be a buyer. He says he would have been a great boot maker, um, yeah. and he tells like a little joke, loosens up a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's that's the heart of the movie. It doesn't really work throughout the movie, but this one moment where they bond is like, okay. But the movie's going to kill him immediately after that. So, Yeah, what was everyone's favorite scene in this movie? Define favorite, though. Like, yeah. it was cinematically the best. Like, you're like, oh, I actually am buying into the movie because of this scene. I, The scene I just mentioned, I think, just has the one with her and Merrick. It has enough of, like, oh, yeah, he's good at acting that. He does that, like, great little joke and they're having a little bonding moment. It it works enough. Like, you're, like, starting to feel like maybe this could be a good friendship. He could learn some stuff. He could, Maybe a fashion montage would have been amazing if she dressed him up. Oh, she oh, gave him God. a new suit? If she gave him so a makeover? walk around like a hobo? Yeah. Here comes the makeover music. <laughs> oh, my God, that would have been so fun. Um, but yeah what about you Johnny oh man I think I actually probably agree with Vance I think that that was the most believable scene like it felt the Mm -hmm. most grounded like that interaction between them where I was like oh yeah it's still like Buffy and Merrick but for right now it actually just feels like maybe it's like Christy and Donald and she's like telling him like loosen up a little bit like it felt Mm -hmm. more real than most of the other stuff um my most memorable scene is still that guy from my childhood who doesn't just jumps up and down and waves his arms and doesn't <laughs> doesn't kill her doesn't even make a move. Dude, yeah. During the tra- during the training montage, there's a part where Merrick asks, asks her, um, "What do you when you dream about Lothos? How does it fe- how does it make you feel?" And she goes, "He scares me," and the scene ends. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> that's it of course he scares what 
Dude, honestly, after seeing this movie, I'm amazed that they were able to like do a TV show. Because if somebody watched this movie and was like, hey, we're going to try and make a TV show out of this. What do you think? I feel like every studio would be like, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> that, that movie? Oh, yeah. Absolutely we like Christy Swanson. Not. Oh, we're not going to have Christy Swanson. Oh, oh, you're going to recast everybody? Oh, yeah. We're going to have like, completely oh, new characters. And- keep Donald Sutherland, right? Obviously. No, no, no. Donald, Donald's Uh-oh. out, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, you got a bigger name. A bigger name actor. <laughs> like, there's like no celebrity, like no one that you've heard of in this in this show, really. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I I would the, have a hard time either, greenlighting though, yeah. it, except for Donald. But yeah, <laughs> I would have a very hard time greenlighting the the TV show after like watching this. Like, I would like how how do you? Well, I, I guess it's like the the TV show wasn't supposed to be anything. It was like a mid season replacement that just kind of took off, I guess. But I would have a hard time like being convinced after like, well, this is the template. Like, you know, it didn't really go as how I wanted uh, for the movie, but trust me, let's give a let's let's go up, uh, have another swing at this. I'd be like, fuck no, dude. But this <laughs> didn't make the, money. This is a time when like the a premise like where a lot of specs were selling, and like this mm-hmm. has a premise that's really interesting. Like teenage girl fights vampires, deals with teenage girl stuff, like. That's enough to like, all right, sure, let's green light it. Let's make a cheap little pilot. Um, they made two yeah. pilots because we watched the unair pilot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I don't know. It's it's a good show. Everything works in the show enough. Like the show was miles above this movie. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think about the uh, the final showdown between Buffy and wait, Morpheus wait, wait, uh, with the with the before, fucking katana? Before we get to that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, before we get to that, Joe. Joe, what's your favorite scene? Uh, you know, it's really hard because I really didn't like this movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's super hard. I was watching it just like, this is so stupid. And like, uh, just how different it is from the show and how all over the place it is. It was really hard for me to really pick out anything. Like ironically, I can pick out some scenes that I'm like, this is hilarious. And like, this is so silly, but uh, it's trash, dude. Like, (laughs) I I don't want to sound like, like like, I know that that's like really harsh and no, it's not a good move. Like it's not a good movie because of the tonal inconsistencies of it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't want to say the same thing as both of you guys because I didn't feel like that was like necessarily like a uh, good emotional moment either. But I guess if you had to pick out of the garbage, like what would be best? <laughs> like, like I understand that it's supposed to be lighthearted and goofy, uh, but it I feel like it could have been longer to explore the world more and explain some of the stuff more. But it's just so fast and it seems like she gets to the the boss vampire so quickly that it doesn't feel like anything is earned. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm having a hard time like even remembering like good scenes in it. Like I'm trying to be like, well, that one had some merit, but every scene I feel like had a moment that took me out of it. You know, like I didn't think that like when with the scene that you guys were talking about that you think mm-hmm. is the best scene in the movie. Merrick has this like really weird goofy laugh after Buffy's like, you are pretty funny. That was a good joke. And Merrick's like, yeah, yeah. it's just like, I mean, that's, that's what we're getting at this movie. Like that's, that's what you got to go with, man. Um, I don't know. I guess the scene where, uh, 
Pike is getting all dressed up for <laughs> for the dance. When he's shaving, he's like, I'm going to show her a good time. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it was such a bad movie, dude. I enjoyed. I know it was like it really took me out of the movie. But when Paul Rubens is dying, I thought that was super funny. Yes, it's but, hilarious. But, but like for whatever they were going for, it doesn't fit. Uh, I, you know what? I enjoyed when Pike is like, I'm leaving town and if you if you know anything about this place you should bail to uh thomas yeah. jane yeah. And, and he's like what why what do you want me to tell benny if uh, if i see him he's like don't tell him anything run yeah. i was like okay pike is making the most sense in this movie because he saw one vampire and he's like fuck this i'm yeah. out of town yeah but then his car breaks down for seemingly no reason yeah. and then he's just like has that goofy ass chase scene where they have that like really like surfer rock music playing. This is the scene I wanted to bring up to Johnny as our musical expert here. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> this when this music was playing during this chase scene, I was like, no, wrong choice. Not <laughs> yeah. good. This is not a chase, this is not chase scene music. It was like singing about loving like a girl or something. Like I forget what the song was, but I was like, no. <laughs> I felt like, right? like, am I, like a lot of the, a horrible choice. Most of the yeah, it's bad. It's straight up bad. Also, just the irony of like Pike's car breaking down and like he's arguably the best mechanic that that guy has at the shop for like the cheapest rate. <laughs> I was like, why is the mechanic's <laughs> yeah. car breaking down? <laughs> you could have given him any other job, but you gave yeah, him a job like... he knows how to do to fix his car. So, you know. Just like the plot thicken. Why are three vampires attacking? Why are three vampires attacking him in his van? Like in a van? I guess they were trying to like grow the family for Lothos. People are out at night all the time. Like, true. That's so much harder. Like they're on oh, the edge of town. It seems like too. When the grueler, the the basketball guy. When he was like, he left really early on and he was like walking past the Griffith Park carousel. I like shouted mm-hmm. at the Jeep. I was like, that's not open at night, man. Griffith Park closes at sunset. <laughs> There's a reason that parks close, dude. Like, don't go in parks at night. Like, things happen there, you hey, know? This was the early 90s. Things were different. <laughs> <laughs> None of us were in LA then. Nope. That's true. Um, I was three. <laughs> I was also three. Oh, no, I was two. I was two, I think. Yeah. So you were in a park. Yeah, yeah, I was in Griffith's <laughs> part. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of Grueler, I love when he's playing basketball. Ben Affleck just gives him the ball, doesn't play. And then the one black dude on the other team is like, fuck this. I'm going to score and win the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just takes the ball. He's like, he's cheering. I was just like, yeah, this is this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just like so unbelievable that no one looked at that guy with his fangs out and his pointy ears like not he was just sitting on the bench for a good couple of minutes too like there's people next to him there's people behind him donald sutherland is in the stands like watching with his weird fucking handkerchief that he's always grabbing yeah (sighs) it's such a weird weird wait i have a question about merrick's death when he pulls out the handkerchief to go to his mouth does any blood come out no, there's no blood because I looked and I was like, oh, he's going to cough up blood. And then it was just like a plain yeah, white handkerchief with no blood. I was like, what? Okay. That's what? what I was. That's what I thought. I was like, did I miss something? No. 
<laughs> this Meg's death scene is maybe one of the worst scenes in the movie. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> Pike is just chilling with his arm up watching this happen. Yeah. After confronting a vampire whose arm got knocked off, and he's just talking shit to this vampire, like, you remember what happened last time? I'm like, wait, why are you not afraid right now at all? Yeah. Yeah, and then he just like picks him up and chucks, chucks him. him with one arm. And then he just sits there the whole time. Yeah. And, and then marriage says, goes to Lothos, no, not again. She's not She's ready. She's not ready. And then he just stabs him with his own stake, which is really ornate too. Like it looked like it had hand hand carved and crafted. Yeah, it looked like it had baby Jesus on the <laughs> on the hilt. <laughs> but then he dies and there's like very little emotion coming from Christy Swanson. <laughs> Like, well, there's some, but it's not the level of a dude just died in front of you, just in general for a high schooler. Um, and then he goes on to give her the most cryptic advice, but also advice I don't think he ever gave another slayer. Yeah, and it also, I thought that he was going to die like three separate times during that speech because it felt incredibly long too. And he kept doing like the, uh, uh, yeah. uh, and then his eyes were rolling back. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not done yet. <laughs> yeah. I looked at the trivia and the last line that he's supposed to say, which she says at the end of the movie, is like, the rest is silence, which is from Hamlet. Because um, mm-hmm. it's like something about like the music, when you hear the music, don't. Whatever. When I it forget stops. exactly the lines. Yeah, when the music when stops, stops, the rest, rest is silence. silence. Yeah. What does that mean? No idea. In the context of this movie. Like every time before a slayer dies, is there some music playing and then it stops? And well, Pike also, has to and Pike has to turn off the de- it's always at a dance. Is that what the show is? Because Pike turns the music off and it gets quiet and she goes, Oh, I get it now. And I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> Just also, does Lothos have some kind of like mesmerizing powers? Because it seemed like Buffy, like oh, he, yeah. he's like staring at her and he's like, come closer, come closer. And then Buffy kind of goes into like a catatonic state a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like eyes glazed over walking towards him. And even in the boiler room scene, she just kind of gives herself up to him. Mm-hmm. I was like, does he have some kind of hypnosis on her or is that like part of his vampire powers or something? Well, there's like apparently in some other vampire lore and sorry on discord if i'm incorrect my apologies <laughs> oh they're um, gonna come after you they're coming on your part. they're gonna find me yeah, gonna, i thought this was boys watching buffy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just all name. aggro it's all um, aggro young republicans there's, like there's like in other in other like vampire works there's like what's called like glamoring which is like you can basically like hypnotize somebody and get them to like do what you want um mm-hmm. and they like but usually it's like a very distinct thing like you know yeah exactly it's like joe giving that look of like yeah <laughs> absolutely staring into your soul so like that's what yeah. i think he was doing but they never like established that like that was a thing that existed in this world yeah. yeah, they don't mention it. They're, she doesn't talk about like, I don't know, he had some kind of hold over me. Like, it's just like she goes into like a hypnotic state and does whatever he is telling her to do. And it was like, oh, I, I, I feel like you're right, Johnny. Like, I've heard about that in other vampire lore, but 
you know, I haven't seen it in the Buffy show. So it's, it's in what like, we do in the shadows. They can hypnotize people. It is in the Buffy show also because the master does it in season one. Oh, you're right. You're <laughs> absolutely right. That <laughs> also was two seasons ago. It's been a year at this yeah. point. I, think. Yeah. I remember when we brought it up, we were like, wait, he can hypnotize people and he has like force powers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he also isn't trying to sleep with Buffy. True. Which it seems like this guy is. He's like, why won't you give yourself up to me? I, I just don't Do, under I just don't understand the lore of what they were trying to set up with Lothos and her being connected and being one. Do you think that well, she's what? supposed to be like his like vampire bride? Because there were so many times where uh, Pee Wee Herman was like, "We've built, we're building you a family. We're like, we're building you a new family. So when the time comes, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you'll have like a legion behind you." And I was like, "Oh, is she supposed to be like their mom in like a weird way?" <laughs> yeah, like. If that was going to be the case, I would love to see some of those Watcher books and her stumble across and be like, oh, this is the part of the legend that he didn't tell me or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. It feels like he should. He did not tell her that Lothos was after her for that way. She was like, well, who's going to come after you once he finds out who you are? It was like, well, it also is like vaguely hinted at that, you know, Merrick is telling Buffy like, you're not like the other slayers like you're special i could tell like you might be the special one and it's like why yeah explain why <laughs> and oh, they never do <laughs> the reasoning is because she was never trained to be a watcher from uh, a slayer from birth so the best what makes her different is that she's not trained at all yeah. she like doesn't play by the rules because she doesn't know yeah. what they are Oh, yeah, he does say that as he's dying. He's like, don't play by the rules. You, you, There's no wrong way to do this or whatever. And then he does his little Hamlet speech or whatever. I would have loved to know what the rules are. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't man. know what he's after. He just leaves her. You could have. That's why I feel like this movie could have been longer. They could have explained a little bit more of what's going on. Mm-hmm. It could have been half an hour longer. And I feel like they could have given us everything that we needed. Like, it could have been not, what's 86, is an hour and 16 minutes. It could have been an hour and 45 minutes and had just everything across the board. Yeah. You you cut out the principal scene. You buy yeah. yourself some time. You you trim down a little bit of that opening uh, cheerleading montage. Yeah, cut out man. a couple backflips and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> like even- I, I have to go... Yeah, Even got- like the, and obviously <laughs> I'm talking about a movie that's much more recent than the 1992 classic film, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> but even even in like the Harry Potter saga, like they wrote those movies as the books came out. So they didn't always know what was important for the movies. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. as you got to the end, there was like all this shit that they left out that was really important. So they're like, oh, how can we like tell everybody like, oh my God, like all this important information. And they're like, oh, we'll do like a little like animated storytelling that'll take like all of five minutes and then it fills in all the gaps i'm not saying like buffy needed animation it like did not they already have flashbacks they already have flashbacks and dream sequences but they like didn't add any information it was just like terrible wigs and costumes like jumping out of buildings (laughs) i was like what's happening (laughs) that first fight scene where she like where she's in the alley she pushes over a horse doesn't she like, oh no, no, no! When she falls out of the, she jumps out of the window and like she falls dives next to something. Dives yeah. out of the window. I wrote down, yeah. "Wow, these wigs are so terrible." Is it so that they can hide the stunt double diving out of the window? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, man. I'll say that Buffy's first patrol when she's in the alleyway made me crack up 
because she's like walking around and she's singing a song and trying to like make herself look like a damsel in distress or like innocent and mm-hmm. and uh like very susceptible to di- dying and then a vampire just jumps from the sky <laughs> <laughs> which always happens in the show it's an alley like no and it's just like they just fall from the sky but they can fly in this they can fly in this yes. version this version is a, it's but this guy just loved when he just dropped down from out of nowhere and Bubby's like, Oh, I'm on to you, buddy. And he just I was then, like, Oh my god, dude. Then Merrick also, pops out with a stopwatch. Like ninety percent sure that was like the Universal Studios backlot. Like oh, I I've 100%. I've seen that and like they just like didn't even really dress it up that well where I was just like, I've seen that in a million other things. That's a hundred percent the Universal Studios bag lot. Yeah. Mary's well, like, don't take her down a closed alley. He's like, all of these are closed alleyways on the set. <laughs> well, Vance, the the high school that they film at is like right around you. It's John Marshall High School. It's right in your neighborhood, dude. Like we could go and visit that high school and be like, yo, what's up? We're fucking vampire slayers. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people would think we're really cool for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the 1992 classic Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> I wonder if like their uh, mascot is like the vampires now. That'd be really cool. Um, when when um, she's walking down the alleyway, Joe, it's really interesting because we've talked about how Buffy in the show does not dress to fight. And no. when she's walking down the alleyway in this movie, she's wearing like the sweats kind of like she's got the duffel bag. She's going to fight a vampire. Buffy on patrol in the show is like fully dressed up, jacket, like heels. (laughs) Yeah, boot, heels. Like this Buffy, when she's down the alley, she's got a little beanie on. She's in like a a hoodie. She's like got her duffel bag of weapons. Those Nike wrestling shoes. Yeah, that was was so bizarre. I literally she wears those to the dance too. I wrote down Nike wrestling shoes in my my notebook. And does does Merrick has on like little like dance shoes on in that scene? It looks like I don't know. He is it's so funny. But yeah, man, I that fight scene was so goofy. And like you know, uh, when Merrick pops out with the stopwatch, how did he know when the fight started? Because he's not like watching it, you know. It's like, <laughs> he just has it running constantly. It started when she started walking. If Did you, you can't like, get attacked immediately, then. <laughs> Did you like that the vampires don't turn to dust and they just die, kind of like people would die if they got stabbed in the? Because in the show, they turn to dust and it's more of like a, uh, and then they. I like the dust effect. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I didn't like that there's just bodies with stakes coming out of their chests. <laughs> and people are just being like, I don't believe in vampires. <laughs> everybody at the end of the dance, when everybody's leaving, it was like the most nonchalant, like people leaving a dance I've ever seen. I was like, everybody is just casually exiting the gym. Like nobody's running in panic. They're all just like, okay, like we're all going to like go to the diner after this and like get some burgers or whatever. Like... <laughs> Nobody cared that just like bodies were all over the place. Dude, I also like that like halfway through the dance fight scene, like some of the vampires just started dancing with regular students too. And like a a DJ gets killed and then a vampire starts DJing and shit. The vampire DJ. I fucking love the vampire DJ. Oh, the vampire DJ was fucking the MVP of the movie. (laughs) 
I'm saying, if this was a different movie, you could have all of that fun. You know what it's like? It's like Gremlins 2. It was like Gremlins 2 for vampires where they're just taking over a whole dance. And they're just like, if they just took over the school and they were just kind of mixed into it and it was just fun silliness. But they have all this like deep lore. It, it just Dude, doesn't match. Do you remember that era when every movie had their spoof movie where it was like, you know, scary movie and they did epic movie and not another team movie? There was one called Vampires Suck and it was spoofing Twilight. Mm-hmm. This felt like some of that could have been like this felt yeah. very spoofy. And I was I just didn't know whether it was supposed to be serious. Was I supposed to buy into the drama? Was I supposed to buy into the comedy? Because it wasn't funny enough to be a comedy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't romantic enough to be a like a romance story. And it wasn't action enough to be an like it was just too much all at once. Yeah. <laughs> and I um, didn't know what to make of it. I have to go back to the Paul Rubens dying at the end scene. <laughs> just when he's walking, when she, she stands there and she's holding a stake at his chest for so long. And I'm like, does he want to die? Because there's a moment where the Lothos comes to and he like gives him shit. And then he snarls at him when he walks away. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. is he going to like turn on his master? You know? Yeah. Uh, and then like Buffy's there. She's got the stake holding it at his chest. I'm like. He knows something. He's not going to just let her kill him, right? Like, he could try to move out of the way. And then she stabs him in the chest, and he just does that fake scream thing, and he falls down. And I was like, oh, he's just pretending. I he's 100%. Just pretending that it's going to kill him. 100% thought he was pretending. Yeah, I was like, so oh, man, I. they're super vampires. You can't just kill him by staking him, so you got to figure out something else. Cool twist. No. No. No, he's just, <laughs> he's just doing an extended death scene for no reason. <laughs> I yeah, like, I thought he was going to do like that. Uh, uh, just kidding. And yeah. then like take it out or something. He's got like a chest protector on, which we've talked about in, in the show. Yeah. Like, why don't vampires wear like some Kevlar vests or something to protect themselves? Yeah. <laughs> but, we, we have weapons for slayers and for vampires. We want to protect everyone. We're going to open up shop in Sunnydale <laughs> with protective vests and uh, water guns with holy water in them. Yeah. But... Uh, Dude, that final fight scene between Lothos and Buffy when Lothos busts through the wall with a katana. I was like, what? Where did that come from? What part of vampire lore is the katana? I wrote Lothos with a sword with three exclamation points. (laughs) (laughs) It was like it was like they saw Karate Kid and they wanted to include like karate in it. And then they saw three ninjas and and Ninja Turtles came out. And they're like, well, <laughs> kids love because this also had a very Ninja Turtlesy vibe to me mm-hmm. to it as well. Like, there's goofiness, there's surf rock, and karate. And I was just like, I guess they saw Leonardo and they wanted to yeah. include a katana in this. Is she fighting him with a wooden flagpole? Yes, she's fighting him with a wooden flagpole, and his katana can't cut through the wood on the flagpole. Nope. Wow. I mean, it doesn't even make sense because it seems like like he's not a Japanese. Like he, it, they show him like very obviously from Europe in the Middle Ages, and his name is Lothos. Like it's um, why does he have a katana? Why doesn't he have like a broadsword or something? I can like tell you. I can tell you why he has a katana. Why? Um, because this director's other movie. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the title of this director's other movie, which is it was called Tokyo Pop. In 1988. 
All right. A now young, it makes all the sense in the a world. A young rock singer is not appreciated by her band and gets a postcard from Japan saying, wish you were here. She takes what little money she has, including ex-boyfriend's rent money, and goes to Tokyo. She has Jesus. numerous cross-cultural adventures and ends up singing with a Japanese rock group looking for a gaijin gimmick and yada 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 so that's my only reference to why there might be a katana in this movie well okay that makes sense now (laughs) it doesn't but sure yeah Uh, but like their fight with the katana and he also like after she refuses to sleep with him he only refers to her as bitch yeah yeah which i was like jesus christ dude (laughs) <laughs> real harsh <laughs> yeah um but was she ready i guess she was ready at that point <laughs> i guess it was a day later two days later <laughs> apparently five days passed until the dance because i wrote down okay. they're like oh the dance is in five days and the next thing you knew they were at the dance i was like where did the school week go we just <laughs> yeah. we just skipped ahead yeah i gotta yeah. say i like I mentioned it before. I did like Buffy's prom dress. It looked cool. It looked even cooler when it got ripped and she it was just kind of like a skirt. But then it also like tucked in and she was wearing white tights, which I didn't understand. Like, I feel like you wouldn't wear tights underneath of a dress. Well, the boots are what sell, sell you, it. We don't, like, do, we don't do it anymore, but you would wear like tights or pantyhose under dresses. Like, I went to boarding school, and it was part of our dress code. So, like, if I wore a skirt or a dress, okay. I had to wear a hose with them. Okay, yeah, like, pantyhose, I understand, but she had, like, white tights on. Like, even when she's doing cheerleading, she has, like, purple tights on underneath, and there's a couple other cheerleaders with purple tights on underneath. But not everyone's that... wearing them, and I wrote that down. I was like, why are they not yeah, in that uniform? Was... <sighs> yeah, that was wild to me. And it, it should looked, be wild. It just looked, You're it supposed looked to match. Weird. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Johnny, you're giving some some credence to Joe's fashion corner. Yeah, don't be Joe's fashion corner. <laughs> Joe is absolutely correct. It is weird that some are wearing tights and some are not because they should all be wearing the same thing because you are part of a yeah. uniform team. Yes. That's I, what I, I, that was like the first thing I noticed. I was like, huh. Yep. Interesting. And then the second thing I noticed was how horrifying the mascot was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that they had the movie moment where, where it like, she gets up and he accidentally pulls part of her dress off. Mm-hmm. Like they, the the costume rip that always just happens right before the final fight. And he's like, here, take my jacket. <laughs> it's like, yeah. all right, that's the look for her. I did not remember the jacket look at all from watching this. I didn't. When she walked in with the white dress, I was like, white? Like, is she, yeah. she going to marry the? I agree. Is she actually going to marry? I agree that I think the dress looked better as a short dress. Like when she walked mm-hmm. in with the floor length thing, I was like, oh, I, I remembered it yeah. getting ripped. I was like, I can't wait till that dress gets ripped. Like I hate the long dress. Yeah. But I love that she and Pike wear the same size jacket. That was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will and- say I, I do think that Christy Swanson is a more physically imposing person than Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yes. She looks like she could whoop some ass. Like she looked jacked in some of those scenes. Like when she's doing gymnastics where we first meet Merrick. Like she's yeah. wearing a crop top and some like goofy ass pink flower shorts, um, but she looks she looks jacked, dude. I was like, whoa, yeah. all right, Christy Swanson. She's I will really say her hair strong. in a bun worked too. Yeah, yeah, her hair. I, went... I didn't think it would work, but it worked. Her hair tied back just kind of worked for it. The slick back Dylan Spike hair, not my 
terrible. Well, agree to disagree. Uh, Agree to disagree. (laughs) Did you like Christy's hair? Did you like uh, Buffy's hair? Um, Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought they it was a good choice for like her having to fight. I like don't like it when hair is in someone's face. Like I used to play basketball, Mm -hmm. and when girls would like have their hair down playing basketball, it like Mm -hmm. would drive me. I'm like, how do you, how do you? compete at the highest level with all of your hair in your face so <laughs> i feel very like strongly the answers we don't <laughs> yeah feel very strongly that like i was into the bun good choice <laughs> yeah yeah that would just not be very practical to have your hair flopping around but yeah her hair dude christy swanson total babe total babe i was like whoa i was i was i was uh like taken aback by how beautiful she was watching this movie i was like oh my god like sarah michelle Gellar was a gorgeous woman but christy swanson i was like whoa dude that's a babe yeah i think buffy's works because of how like she's smaller and like she's not as busty let's just say mm-hmm. it. and it just yeah. like she has that less like like it's not like oh we're trying to draw you in with the sexual appeal it's just like oh she's a very attractive blonde teenage girl and it's yeah. like she could also look that way for the next like four years as the show picks up instead of like immediately seeming like an adult. Like Yeah, you know? it's not as distracting. Like Christy Swanson, I was like, wow, it was distracting. Uh Sarah Michelle Geller, like she's again, very, very attractive lady. But I, I'm not distracted by her. And also part of the show is like that no one knows who Buffy is and no one pays attention to her, and she's like an unknown <laughs> in the high like if if it was Christy Swanson, that storyline would never, ever work. Like, she's yeah. too hot for people to not take notice of her, yeah. you know? It's barely, it barely works with Sarah Michelle Gellar. It, it doesn't work with Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar at all because she's, yeah. like, super hot and athletic and everyone sees it all the time. Yeah. But, like, if Christy Swanson was doing that and we were supposed to buy, like, no one pays attention to her, no guys are after her, it'd be like, bullshit, dude. <laughs> Was she yeah. so beautifully distracting that you failed to notice uh, in her kitchen the most wonderful flower pot I've ever seen? It was a Dude. watermelon, and it had plants coming out of it, and it was incredible home decor. The home decor of this of her home is generally pretty terrible. There's just like weird flowers all it, over the place, like a, on doors and shit. I was like, what is this? It is God, it's it's a mess. Like it's just noise. They like, threw everything into that place. Yeah. Um, I didn't take notice of the watermelon, the watermelon flower pot. Flower I probably pot. would enjoy that. That it sounds was, pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Everything was, else is pretty tacky, but that I was like, I would have that in my home. Well, I think the point of it is like her parents are very tacky, like they're socialites. They don't really pay attention to her, which was a difference from the show. Like in the show, Joyce is a very like she cares about Buffy and her dad is like out of the picture because they divorce. But in this, like they just Buffy's like, I bet I bet she doesn't even know my fucking name. Yeah. Well, she her goes mom? like kiss sound. No, she goes kiss, kiss noise. noise. <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy that. That was pretty it's amazing. <laughs> I love the moment when she comes home and she's like, Buffy, do you know what time it is? She's like, oh, she's I like think it's like 10. 10. She's like, these these things, they just don't work. Like her watch is broken. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't care that yeah. she's late. She just like thinks her watch is broken. You know, you pay a fortune for these things. <laughs> that kind of would have been fun in the show. if the Like the mom is oblivious in the show, but isn't given a reason to. Mm-hmm. Like she's still a nice person. Uh, in this one, the mom is just so like vapid and so yeah. What yeah, also would make sense as to why Buffy's so vapid 
And it also makes sense as to why she would be oblivious to like everything that's going on. Like in the show, there's not a lot of reason for why her mom doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah, the mom's like, I don't know, more blood in her clothes. I guess I'll just watch it out and not ask anything. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do you guys have a least favorite scene that you thought was like the worst part and what took you immediately out of the movie? I mean, I have, I have, I have a line of dialogue. Oh, and I know that I came in hot and I was like, wow, Buffy just like came in at her friends decorating the dance and like shit on everybody and was kind of an asshole. However, Hillary Swank's character literally says to her. Buffy, like, what's wrong with you? You're acting like a thing from another tax bracket. She said that, and I just went, girl, I was just, like, defending you being a regular senior, liking decorating for a dance, and now you just, like, classism shit on your friend. Like, what is happening right now? So that was my least favorite. That was the... That I did not like, so... Yeah. Uh, I mean... (laughs) I don't know the the guys, just guys in general. The bikers calling her a lesbian in the a oh, not so nice way. Uh, I don't know, but that's. I mean, it's nineties. It's early nineties. Like you turn it on, you're just assuming that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, for me, it was just like the Merrick death scene, first confrontation with L- L- Lothos or whatever. Where I'm just like, I'm even more confused now, and I just met the guy. Yeah. 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 I think the one that kind of took, like, our introduction to Merrick, where he's just, how did he get in there unnoticed, just staring at Buffy doing backflips and then him being like, I knew you were the one just by watching you just now. It's like, how? And then he does such a poor job of explaining what her oh, destiny God. is. And he's like, you, you, it's your birthright. You got to come with me to the graveyard. And Buffy's like, what? Come with you to that graveyard? Why would I do that? I got practice. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like she's so chill about the stranger danger that she's in. Yeah, like she saw that guy earlier mm-hmm. at the elevator and he's like a very distinctive look. She like, I feel like you'd remember him and be like, mm-hmm. but she's just like, oh, are you here to see somebody? Do you need my help? And he's like, you're the one. Why don't you go? Like, she should just punch him in the face right then and there. Like, who the fuck are you, dude? Get out of here. How'd you get in here? Why are you spying on me? What's happening? And then he's like, no, you're the chosen one. I'd be, my first instinct would be like, this is a crazy person trying to kill me. I would run away, but she like, she like humors his bullshit. (laughs) I would have never humored the bullshit. It's like, good thing I stuck around. So you tell me about my dreams. Like yeah, it took forever to get to it. Yeah, and he just is like trying to explain. He does such a bad job of it. Like you'd think after hundreds of lives and yeah. and explaining this to multiple <laughs> slayers that he would have had a speech down pat, like to get to the point. Yeah, but he's just like, no, it's your birthright. Come with me to the graveyard. It's like, what if she would have went with him to the graveyard right then and there? It would have been an even more long wait. Like, it's during the daytime. And just chilling in the graveyard in, in the daytime. But, like, the that scene, I was just like, this, this is so bad. And it makes no sense. And he does... It was just... I mean, I made my thoughts about this movie pretty well known. This is a crap-ass movie, dude. Like, you, crap. You know how strong you have to be to break out of 
a grave. Very strong. <laughs> like these vampires are getting handled by teenagers, but yet they're punching through like uh, a casket they, and uh, six and the rest six of the feet dirt. of dirt. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's no, whatever. no way. There, oh, dude, when no, he jumps out of that grave, there's no chance that they're in a coffin. They three days Robert Berman had. That is not enough time to <laughs> even had, arrange for a plot. They had headstones. They had they had engraved tombstones. There's no fucking chance. I said it. I don't care. There's no chance. They're just punching through dirt because no one in this town cares about anyone. Oh, somebody disappeared. Well, I'll check the graveyard. I don't know. Ugh. That's the Sunnydale way. I didn't think Los Angeles was like this. You know what's <laughs> funny, Johnny, is that. On our Discord, like sometimes we when we do like recap episodes of like a whole season, and especially lately, we've been getting people being like, "Do you guys even like the show?" And like we are very positive about the show. We're very much like, "I love this, love this moment, love yeah. this interaction, love this action scene." Blah blah blah. There's no like people if they're like, "Did you like this movie?" I'll go out and say it, and no. Like if people <laughs> listening to this podcast. If you want to hear us not like something, this is what it would sound like. This is what it would sound like. <laughs> People that are like, oh, man, you guys are really critical of the show. It's like, yeah, we're just doing it nitpicky for like comedic yeah. effects sometimes. Yeah. But like this, it was it was hard. And I was very like for it to be a better movie, it would have had to have been longer, I feel like. But for what a crap ass movie it was, I'm happy that it was only 86 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I... I paused like halfway through just to see how much time was left. And I had a moment of like, oh, my God, I'm only halfway through. <laughs> and I like I didn't even hate the movie, but I was almost like, oh, wow. And then I had that moment of like, they have a lot they have to get through in the next 40 minutes. How are they going mm -hmm. to do it? And then they yeah. did not do it very well. It, it's one of those movies where I would say this is like entertainingly bad. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. not it's not. It's, it's short enough and it's not as painful and there's enough like over the top random moments where you're like, that is so dumb, so weird, but it's fun to talk about. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it's not the worst thing you're going to watch. It's not a good movie by yeah. any measure, but really... it's entertainingly bad. And just for the guest cameos, alone yeah. is kind of worth watching. <sighs> Joe made a point earlier where if it was just more of David Arquette and paul rubens and less of lothos i think that maybe would have just been better i thought that mm -hmm. david arquette and paul rubens were i mean highlights of the movie truly yeah yeah, yeah. david arquette seems like he's actually giving a shit as a vampire Rutger, the older actors like donald sutherland and rucker howard are like all right i mean sure wait we're changing this line again oh god all right whatever wait i'm in love with this slayer now Oh, sh okay. Give me the sword. I'll do something. Like, well, what's crazy is like, this is Donald Sutherland. Like, no, I'm going to take control of this character and I'm going to like, I don't like your script. I'm going to give it like my all. And these are the lines that I think he should be saying. Mm -hmm. And his performance is like not good. And it's like, he's always like raising one eyebrow. Like, oh, you think you should be doing this, but you should uh, uh, like it. It just doesn't work, man. Like, uh, uh, I, I had a question for Johnny. Johnny, since none of since me and Joe can't be a slayer, yeah, you know, if yep. uh, Merrick shows up 
and he takes you to the graveyard eventually and you kill a couple vampires and he says hey skip practice the next day and meet me at this warehouse do you go to practice or do you meet him at the warehouse okay so i think like what should be stated first and then i'll answer the question is that if merrick came up to me in the gym and I was by myself and I was like doing backflips and stuff and then just like could not give me a straight answer. Like I would have I would have been like, get the fuck away from me. And I think that's just from like dealing with shit in Philadelphia yes. my whole life where I'm just like, nobody, fuck off. Right. But for argument's sake, I get through all that. We go to the graveyard. I see that this is happening. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to practice the next day. Like if these vampires are like a real <laughs> thing, I'm like going to the warehouse to train because I I don't. I'll probably just get killed and then I can't go to practice anyway. So, like, mm-hmm. I am a survivalist. I want to live. I will go with Merrick. I'm not going to go. Also, the, also, it didn't help that the choreography sucked and those cheerleaders were garbage. So that didn't help. <laughs> if, the chore- if the choreography was better, you would have a more, it would be more of a, like, I don't know. I'd be a little know. more, like, I don't know. Are we, like, a state championship team? Like, they're clearly not. So, like, very skippable. But, no, obviously I'm going yeah. to fight vampires with Merrick. Yeah, I'm so glad that you say that. Me and Vance are always talking about, like, why is the Slayer even going to school? Like, if I saw that there's vampires, like... <laughs> fucking shit up around it's like i'm not even going to school the next day i'm i'm off the map i'm full-time slaying dude yeah yeah all right that's all that we it's a, it's a perspective that we weren't allowed to get yeah. we haven't been able to get being who we are and we'll, we can only be watchers i guess yeah we can only watch teenage girls doing backflips and <laughs> yeah. like rub our hands together what was the thing that he kept rubbing in his hands oh, oh dude i just probably something so we could see that his hands were always in sight you know, like at, like in a couple of scenes, he's like constantly rubbing something in his hands and like going back and forth with it. And then I was like, is that like some kind of special medallion that he needs to give? Or is that some kind of vampire uh, like getting them away, like protective thing? But he's just like like one of those weird magic kids with like one of those uh, see through balls. And he's just yeah. constantly playing with it. And like, I get it, man. I'm also a nervous talker, too, when I'm talking like on a phone call or on like this podcast, I always have like something to fiddle with in my hands, but uh, it made it look like it was more important than just fiddling with something in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Just give him a yo-yo. <laughs> Starts um, like doing like walk the dog. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something, Buffy. <laughs> I mean, that would have fit in it. That would have worked at the end of the movie. Some yo-yo kid fights a vampire with a yo-yo. At the end, you could have thrown anything into yeah. that dance fight scene at the end. And I would yeah, have I mean, short. when you when you get to a vampire DJ with a checkerboard bucket hat and a checkerboard <laughs> uh, uh, like vest and he's dancing, he's like, oh, yeah, this is the fucking jam. Like all bets are off once that happens. <laughs> I couldn't help but notice a Shaba Rinks album cover, uh, Mr. Lover or whatever. I was like, man, I've not even thought about that person forever. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <sighs> Is there anything else that we need to bring up here on this uh, podcast? Any other points that we got to make about this movie that we wanted to forget? (laughs) Uh, I got one other thing. It seems like Pike is the one that passes out and not the movie Giles. Pike passes out like twice. He's the one that gets knocked out a bunch. Yeah. 
But he's also an alcoholic that has a flask. Even when he gets brought back to Buffy's place, he's like, she's like, you want something to drink? He's like, nah, I'm good. And he pulls out his flask. Yeah. How and I was like, old right. is he? <laughs> well, she says, um, a strange man. He goes, I'm a man. So and you're I'm drinking like, out of a flask, no, dude. Like, I'm like, are you supposed to be in high school? Like, what? I don't know how old he's supposed to be at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I did enjoy the line, and this is cheesy as fuck, but when the fight's all over and Buffy's like sitting on Pike and oh. he's like, he's like, I can't get, I can't feel my legs. I can't get up. And Buffy's like, what? Really? Why? And he goes, cause you're sitting on my legs. <laughs> I hated it I just for the fact it. when she sat on his legs, when she sat on his legs, I was like, who sits on someone's legs like that? <laughs> and then it's all just a setup for that line. So I was like, oh, so you do something completely nonsensical to set up the line that's like but yeah I, and i'm with you know what you completely changed my mind on this because i hate so i do stand-up comedy johnny and uh when a comedian wears a goofy outfit and then their first joke is about like oh i know what you're thinking when you see me in this goofy outfit it's like you're just wearing that goofy outfit for that joke fuck yeah. you you know, I hate when people do that. I absolutely hate it. It's like, if you take that outfit away, that joke is nothing and you have no joke. Yeah. So just like, don't even write it. All yeah, right. And, Vance, and you completely way, changed my well, mind Here's the that. thing. Yeah. It, you could film this differently. Like she runs over, it's in a close up, kind of like when she fell on top of him. And she's like, he's like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And she's like, I can't, I can't feel my legs. She's like, why? Because you're sitting on them. Cut to the wide. She's sitting on his legs. You've revealed the joke mm-hmm. in the wide shot. Like, that's directing. That's how you pay that off. The, like, you can't do a wide shot and see her sitting on him because now you know why he can't feel his legs. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> anything else from you, Johnny? We have any final thoughts or anything else that you wanted to bring up before we wrap this bam boy up? I mean, I don't know. I feel nostalgic <laughs> about this movie because I really liked it when I was young. I mean, watching it as adult, it like does not hold up at all. But I still have like a soft spot in my <laughs> heart fine. for it. I think, even though at one point I was like, "This is kind of unwatchable," <laughs> but I did it, so that counts for something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some like I've missed out on a lot of movies from your childhood, like that people consider classics, and then I watch them as an adult, and I'm like, "Why do people like like?" I saw the never ending story for the first time, like in my thirties. And I was like, this is garbage. And the person I was with was like, this is like, this defined my childhood. I watched uh labyrinth and people have like a huge, like love Be for like, that sorry, movie. Your childhood was garbage. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't see any of that. Like I was, I was watching Disney animated movies when I was a kid, like all <gasps> these like puppet movies and shit like that. Like I, I missed out on and I'm watching them even horror movies. Like, Halloween, like the original Halloween and uh, like Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, this is goofy. You just watched Scream recently. Yeah, I just watched Scream for the first time. And I was like, this movie's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So I missed out on a lot of those things. Um, And I feel like this is one of those things where it was like, if you were there in the time, you would enjoy it. And it made sense. And it was like, oh, okay. I saw this when I was a kid and young. And it was like, it was good when I was a kid. But like seeing it for the first time in my 30s and just like, wow, how did this get made into a movie and then a TV show? Like who gave this a shot? Yeah. It was a different time back then. Yeah, man. And this movie was on probably just on like HBO and on TV and VHS is like 
all oh, over yeah. the place. Always like, on like sure TNT or, yeah. or FX or some yeah. shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, that's how uh, that's how I feel about it, man. Yeah, uh, Johnny, would you, how can people uh, how can people follow you? How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, they... plug away. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm on social media. My name is Johnny the Girl with one N. And it's just, that's my whole thing across all of social media. So I'm easy to get to. Do you, can I plug a show? Are you allowed to do that? Plug, yeah, plug yeah, everything. Plug everything. Plug everything yeah. Oh, cool. Um, my, I do musical improv comedy. Uh, and we have a show the first Friday of November, which is November 4th. So if you live in Los Angeles, it's at 930. It's at a little indie theater called The Clubhouse. And it's a free show. And we're going to have some really great musical comedy improv teams and it'll be a super fun night if you want to come hell yeah i love the yeah, clubhouse we'll, yeah we'll throw a link in the show notes and we'll share it on now or now ig page cool yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> yeah nice 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 well thank you for uh coming on the show johnny really appreciate it it's, uh, it was super awesome to have have you on here and uh Get to get some uh, different perspective and, and for our audience to get a different perspective than just yeah. me and Vance rambling forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry that you hated it, Joe. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's this is one of those movies that I hated watching, but I was very excited to talk about. Yeah, yes. 100%. Like, as I'm watching, I'm like, oof, this is rough. But all the notes and all the fun that I had talking with you guys about it, that's the kind yeah. of shit that I love. Oh, yeah. Um so yeah thanks for listening everybody really appreciate it uh join our discord we can talk about the movie a bit more um links in the show notes join our patreon we are going to be doing uh boys watching angel we got boys watching angel plus movies uh so if you liked our movie breakdown of this uh this is what's in store for you i guess (laughs) hopefully they're not all trash movies and and we're like super negative (laughs) i also apologize if i was super negative about this movie I don't think you were overly negative about it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so join the Patreon. Uh, boys watching, uh, Patreon.com backslash Boys Watching Buffy. Follow us on Instagram at Boys Watching Buffy. If you want to write in, Boys Watching Buffy at gmail.com. Also, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and all that stuff if you want to get a fucking sha, 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 shout out on the podcast. Um, yeah, and everybody give Johnny a follow. Come to that improv show. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. See you guys. You're going to wish you died. Podcasts.